ones who I once used for battle. Now they're but humble tools for peace. I need to figure out exactly who I am. I want to choose my own path. Live in the moment. My superheroing days are over. Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And this is The Anatomy of Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, it's, uh, it's about time. For love and thunder? Yes. Love or thunder? Both, all of the above. And or. And or thunder. <laughs> yeah. We're not selective, or no. we are. Are we selective? No, I don't think so. No, we're not selective. Yeah. We'll we'll take anything. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> um, yeah, this came out in theaters on July eighth. I have that in quotation marks because it bothers me mm-hmm. that things release on a date, but they actually come out the day before. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I I saw the 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 sale numbers whatever for the the day before. They call it. Oh, what do they say? They called it. There was some term they use instead like, of just saying like the release was like this pre-release day. or something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, like dumb. Yeah, pre pre premiere or some shit like that. So dumb. <laughs> I don't, I will never understand previewings that. something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, good to know. Now I'm gonna have to go look it up later. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna bother me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna focus on this episode. I'll be You're like, just gonna be on like autopilot. Thor, Thor. Who the fuck is Thor? Who's I, Thor? I, I don't I've got care. other things to do. <laughs> So it was directed by Taika Waititi, as we were all expecting, um, and hopefully continues to happen. And it was also written by Taika Waititi with um, Jennifer Caton Robinson. And it was based, obviously, on the Thor comics by Stanley, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby. He brought up uh, box office a little bit. Um, the budget was approximately $250 million, and the box office so far um, has $598 million worldwide earnings. Which comp- is comprised of actually only 276 million domestic and 322 international. I was kind of surprised that there was more uh, international. That, I assume that doesn't include China. It seems like it does. Oh, China did have this one. I believe I saw China in the list because that's so weird because they didn't have other Marvel movies this for the same ha- concept. Yeah, maybe. Okay, fair point. 
I thought I saw China in the list, but maybe I'm wrong. I'll double check and I'll get okay. back to you. Oh, it's fine. I mean, um, it doesn't matter. I just... Weirdly, it had like kind of a modest opening weekend, though. Um, comparatively, um, it was only it was 143 million domestic, but it was the best of all Thor movies so far. So it seems like kind of low if you can compare it to what the budget was and everything. But obviously, I guess it makes mm-hmm. sense. You you don't always have to make your budget back for the first weekend. <laughs> just it's probably yeah. really nice if you do. I mean, I'm trying to figure out what even was competing with it, if anything. I, I guess Jurassic World. Yes. Maverick. The mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick. I yeah. guess those two would probably potentially be things people are still seeing. Yeah, that's true. I feel like it was one of the first like big movies of the summer, really. Like officially, I mean, there were there were a couple, but it was like mm-hmm. it's a Marvel movie, so I was I kind of expected it to be a little bit bigger on the first weekend, but you know when we saw the we saw this twice. Mm-hmm. We saw the first one on the Thursday and the second time on the Friday. I feel like there was more people the second night than there was the first night. I feel that way too. Um, there definitely were more people in the theater on the first night because we had to wait in a crazy long line and whatever. Yeah, that's true. But not in the theater, but in the building of the theater, the yeah. cinema, whatever, the the whole business. <laughs> but there were less. But there were more people in our actual theater. How there's the same word for two different things. How do you? Am I am I doing that wrong? <laughs> How do you describe the theater lobby? The theater lobby, sure, okay, yeah. There were lots Call more people me in a the lobby. Theater lobbyist. Okay, <laughs> there were a lot more people in the lobby on the first day, waiting for the premiere, getting their snacks, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on the second spending day, way too long. Spending way too it's like long. Like their first, their why don't they? It was their they first were, time ever. Like they were fifty something, and it's their yeah. first time ever being at mm-hmm. a concession stand in a yeah, movie theater. Yeah, and also I think it was a lot of people's first day working at the concession stand too. It was, yeah. it was a double edged sword. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> popcorn. Let me ask my manager if we have that. What flavors of popcorn do you have? Yeah. <laughs> Can I, I mean, get it to with be no fair, salt? they do have seasoning, but okay, but like they do have the flavored seasonings yeah, now. Yeah, that's like a, a thing in the last few years. We had years, a guy but... that was like, I don't know if it was that one or the next one that like made the person go get the like souvenir tub, so he could inspect. So it. he could inspect it. He looked all around and like turned it around and looked at each little thing. He took his sweet ass time. Yeah, he's like, oh, what the, what does it look like in this type of lighting? Yeah. Lighting. And he was on the phone with somebody at the same time. Yeah, he's it's like, like, yeah, it's a, it's a bucket. It holds popcorn uh, and potentially other things. Potentially other things, yeah. Uh, things that might go in a bucket. Yeah. I think I just was like so blown away that this guy was so oblivious to the fact that he's holding up everybody in line. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. It was, it's, a, little, a little side story to yeah, our, side our great theater experiences we constantly get. We have get. such a great theater. <laughs> Theater lobby. Theater lobby. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but we are here to talk about love and thunder. Yes. With Thor in there somewhere. He's the thunder, isn't he? He's the love too. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. It's this title has a lot yeah, of that's true meaning behind it. That's true. It's got lots of ex- extra layers. Yes. Just a reminder: this is our spoiler review, so everything in this will be. What happens in the movie. So if you have not seen it, politely fuck off and come back. Yeah, now is your chance. Now is your chance. So let's get into it. Plot summary. Thor leaves his time with the Guardians of the Galaxy, meets up with Valkyrie on Earth, 
meets a new Mighty Thor who took over his mantle on Earth during the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, all to team up so they can fight Gore the God Butcher, a being who wields the Necro Sword. Mm-hmm. And who is appropriately named because he's trying to kill all the gods. Yes. <laughs> Gore. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that means. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gore translate to the God Butcher. Yes. You don't have to look it up. <laughs> don't bother. Just believe me. We know. <laughs> Take my word for it. So this is actually based off of a very big comic story mm-hmm. uh, with Gore and Thor. Yeah. So Thor has to create a new team to fight Gore and stop him from killing all of the gods yep. among the universe. Yeah, that about sums it up. Yeah. Getting into the characters, uh, returning as Thor, we have Chris Hemsworth, of course. I don't think we'll ever see a Thor that's not him, or will we? I hope not. <laughs> it was a joke, because oh. oh, this right. movie has one. I guess technically, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, Korg is voiced by Taika Waititi himself, the big rock buddy of Thor. <laughs> <laughs> big rock buddy. <laughs> Tessa Thompson is returning as Valkyrie, who is now the king of Asgard. New Asgard. New Asgard, sorry. Not old one. <laughs> yeah, king of nothing. She was dead to old Asgard, <laughs> but new Asgard, she's king. Yeah. Uh, and Mighty Thor, the new Thor, played by Natalie Portman, who is also Jane Foster. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Which you already knew, I hope. <laughs> so yes, this is going to tie into the Mighty Thor comic as well with the gore, the God Butcher stuff. And then, of course, gore, as we just referenced. Christian Bale plays gore. Indeed. And then, apparently, almost all the children in the movie are just children of some of the actors. Yeah, it seems like Fun they fact. were like, you know what? We don't have <laughs> childcare, so this set is now going to be filming a movie and daycare. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth was like, you know, I would love to be in another Thor movie, but I don't have anybody to watch the kids. I don't kid. have a sitter, so you're going to have to help me out. <laughs> and being added to the cast this uh, movie, we have Russell Crowe as Zeus. Yes. The Greek god. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, we are entertained. <laughs> he should have said that. Yeah. Like during his intro. He was like, are you not entertained? <laughs> So I don't know about you, but my biggest question, because it always is with the new movies, is where does this lie on the MCU timeline? Yeah, that's always the number one question. And so far it feels like Phase 4 has been essentially, it's after Endgame. Yes. Which is weird, because they had this five year gap between Infinity War and Endgame that they could have used as potential to tell other stories and why it doesn't have any impact on what they've already done you know to bring in other characters which will then transition to the next generation of avengers or whatever they're planning true but those stories would have to only be a people that didn't get snapped yeah which okay. i mean so they just don't make them snapped i don't know i okay. i mean like new care like Shang-Chi. Like, yeah. for example, it could yeah. have taken place 
during those five years, right? Yeah. It's not something that like has any impact on anything that's happened in the MCU. Right. But they didn't put it in that time frame. They put it after Endgame. Yeah. Stuff like that's just an example. Like, I get it. Obviously, yeah. it doesn't like have a huge impact on anything. It's just I just thought it would make more sense. Yeah. Um, I get it. So moving into Thor, it feels like this is essentially many months after Endgame, right? Uh, we do know that there's a reference to this timeline where Thor is talking to Jane Foster as Mighty Thor. She says, how long has it been since we've seen each other? About three years. Mm -hmm. He says approximately eight years, seven months, six days. Give or take. Give or take since (laughs) the breakup. Yeah. Yeah. So that means this places their breakup sometime between the Dark World and Ragnarok. Because we know that they broke up by Ragnarok, which was 2017. Yes. And at the time, I think everything was live current times times with their releases right so ragnarok did take place in 2017 infinity war did take place in 2018 and it's at that point that the jump of five years happened to endgame Mm -hmm. so everything then worked out so based off the math i guess you could argue that it happened earliest would be like 2015 the latest would be like the end of 2017 before ragnarok's events Yes. Because the thing that kind of makes it still questionable, and I don't know if this is like a intentional vagueness, but like in Ragnarok, the only way we find out is the the girl getting the, the picture taken with him. And she goes, yes. sorry to hear about the breakup with Jane Foster or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That doesn't really imply whether it just happened or if it's been a while. Yeah. But you could assume that means it's just happened. So by that timing, if you calculated the math of what he's referenced here at... November or whatever it was of of Ragnarok because I think the movie takes place in November, so at that point it would be twenty twenty six, maybe at the latest. Yeah. Otherwise, it's twenty twenty four. Oh yeah, because it's eight years, seven months. So eight years is twenty twenty five plus seven months. So yeah. June twenty twenty six ish. So and if it's twenty twenty four, based off of the twenty fifteen mm-hmm. time frame that we kind of were like, uh, it could be as early as this. Yeah. That still puts it. After Endgame. Yes. Uh, something else that's important from that little exchange is that Jane thinks it's been three years. Well, Thor is like, no, it's been eight years, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. so what that means is she 100%, we know she was dusted. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not 100%, but okay. like... Okay, but she like, was nobody's going to mistake three yeah. years for she, eight years. She was blipped. She was <laughs> dusted. Whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. It, that's, that's, that's the implication I got from that. Yeah. Because that's a pretty big gap in a very yeah. convenient five years yes. for it not to be... Getting dusted exactly. during the events of yeah. Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kind of our, our time. And of course, like we've said, they've been really vague with like their timelines of everything since Endgame. Because I think they want to be able to be loose with when things happen. But they have the roundabouts. Yeah. they want. Like- I think certain things we have like, we know this was weeks after whatever. Like WandaVision was like, I think exactly. weeks after. A couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. But like we don't have exact dates and all that stuff, unfortunately. Uh, but that's our big roundabout of the time frame is this is sometime in 2024 to 2026. Yes. At the latest. Because I think even in, was it Home, No Way Home? Didn't they even reference the... Uh, Thor being off planet. Thor being off planet? Yes. Okay. All right. Glad we got that established. Yes. For people it's to just a... be like, well, that's good that it could be that. <laughs> yeah. It's always a good place to start is a possible answer. Yeah. <laughs> 
I can 100% confirm that it might be this. Yeah, 60% of the time it works 100% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Was it the way around? Whatever. It works 100% of the time. Oh, 60% of the time it works every time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How great would that be with if Paul Rudd made that line in Ant-Man? Or just any movie where he's yeah, Ant-Man. That would be pretty good. Like he has a plan, but yeah, and then someone's yeah. like, "Does it work?" Yeah, usually, and he's like, "It works sixty percent of the time." Every time, every time. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely should do that. All right, back to Thor. Yes. All right. So, just overall, what were your thoughts and like kind of impressions on this film? Like, we got kind of a lot here. We got the return of Jane Foster. We got a big baddie mm-hmm. in gore. Uh, we got more development of Thor. We got some screaming goats. We got some screaming goats. Yeah. Um, just overall, like, how did you feel about this movie as far as what your expectations were and where it landed? So for the most part, I was satisfied. I think it was really entertaining. I liked the humor. I know that maybe it was a little bit much in some places, but that's kind of my thing. So it didn't bother me as much as it might have other might have bothered other people. Um we I like the like you said the character growth of Thor and their relationship and chemistry and all that stuff that went on. The one thing I was really unclear on, as I think, well, not unclear, but something that I wanted more from, I think, was the villain storyline mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit more of a linear story because I I felt like there were some hopping. From place, I don't know, it felt like a little... Like location hopping was just kind of too much? Not necessarily location, but just in general, it was like, oh, now we're going to do this other thing that's unrelated. I don't know. Like it... too many MacGuffins? Yes. Type yeah. storytelling? Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree. It felt like they had too much going on, but not really establishing, I guess, I don't know if you want to say the rules or just like... It, it felt like they left a lot on the cutting room floor with Mm -hmm. this film i think there was a lot that they they took and they just just said we don't need this but they probably did uh it you know like especially with gore there was a lot of like leaps of just take it for what it is Mm then it's just like well but like how did he do this like how did he do that why is that a thing Yeah. yeah so like i think this movie was really funny but like at the same time it felt like there was a lot of trying too hard with the jokes it felt like the jokes were too frequent and common that it kind of took away from some of the moments of the movie um not that you didn't enjoy the stuff but it did kind of like lower the value of like certain parts you know yeah intimate conversations or like just like the seriousness of something yeah and it's just followed up by a little joke which I usually er- like to err on the side of too much humor. That's just my thing. <laughs> so, yeah. It, well, I, but I get what you're saying. I felt like Ragnarok had a better balance. This one felt like it was just like, he's like, yeah, let's do a lot more jokes than we did in Ragnarok. Just, yeah. to, just to say we. Just to do you know, it. Just to one up Ragnarok. Yeah. And like, was there some entertainment? Yeah. But like, it felt like it kind of took away from the storytelling, it took away from some of the emotional beats mm-hmm. in my opinion I mean, like kind of getting to just thor in general right so chris hemsworth 
did a great job, of course. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's as we said, he he feels like he's just the character. Like yeah. it's his comedic timing is great. The way yeah. he like executes lines, it's just like he's just really good at this stuff. Yes. Um, no complaints with like him as Thor. It's just sometimes I felt like it was a little too much jokes, and that goes for everybody, not like just him. You yeah. know, going into Korg, like felt like they really underutilized Korg. He was very. I don't know, like narrative driven type character. It was like he was like his character was just to kind of like give the audience plot points yeah, he was to like, move forward, but he didn't really have a big role. He was just like commentary on the side. Yeah, and I don't know him. if that was more like they were like, well, we don't need this character, but like he was a fan favorite, so let's throw him in here somewhere. Yeah. Or if it's like maybe Taiko didn't know what he, what he wanted to do with the character. It just felt like that character didn't really know where it was going. <laughs> Like, fucking, uh, when they're in that stadium thing and they're like, who's talking? I was like, these guys. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> like, why would he do that? It's just He's, a lot of unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, and maybe that's like supposed to be like the point of the, like, I don't know. It's, it just seems like a far off from piss off ghost. Yes. Yeah. You know, it just, I don't know. Yeah. It's funny, but it like it didn't make any sense yeah. from the character. I would say like overall, I think a lot of the Korg lines fell flat, but there was like some funny moments. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just it it just kind of sucked in my opinion as far as using that character in a way that could have benefited the story. Mhm. Uh, I felt like they just were like we need to have this popular character, so just throw him in there with some jokes and yeah. Call it a day. I mean, Valkyrie, even to an extent, was kind of like that, but she had a little bit more to do. Like, she was in some of the action scenes and all that. But, like, overall, you know, I, I think they even... Wasn't Kevin Feige saying, like, oh, we're going to get a a queen for mm. Valkyrie in the next movie? I think you're right. And, like, we never that, really got that, that right? It didn't yeah. really... Like, we alluded to, like, her having, you know, interest in some characters, but, like, that never really got anywhere right in this story right yeah and they kind of touched on her like being an alcoholic mm-hmm. which i felt like i was confused because i was like i thought they already kind of i don't know i thought ragnarok kind of did that already with like she was an alcoholic in the beginning and then yeah. it was like she stopped drinking to help save the day yeah and maybe i misunderstood that whole i mean i think subplot for her it was probably just a point that for a lot of people alcoholism is something you struggle with your entire life okay yes i get that it's not like a a bow ending of like she's no longer drinking but like it just seemed like it wasn't an issue at a certain point in ragnarok but then now it is again yeah so i don't know uh but that could tie to her being like the king of New yeah, Asgard. And it kind of felt like she was like missing that Viking yeah. battle life. Yeah, because she literally said that. She was like, I, I love being king, but I really, I need, I miss fighting. I want to go to battle. Yeah, yeah. So I, they kind of touched upon it. And, you know, they even used Korg as like comedic relief with like, you know, mm-hmm. he references her, her problem. And yeah. he's like, maybe it's just a way to do this and that and to uh, avoid finding that woman in your life or whatever. Because... Mm-hmm. You feel like you will never find it again. Blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. it's like... It's like, yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, or maybe not. I don't know. It was yeah. like he just a throwaway joke after. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would have liked to see more of Valkyrie in this. I think it didn't really do her justice. But we did have some cool moments with her. One of my favorites, I think, was just like in the initial scene in New Asgard where she's like, she flies in on her 
Pegasus, mm-hmm. and she's wearing like a sleep shirt. Like oh, yeah. she's not even. Like, I mean, to be fair, it was nighttime. I mean, it was, when they got know, attacked. I just think it's great. Like it, there was, it's more realistic, and yeah. I appreciate no time that. to change. She's not like thinking, oh, I need to put my armor on. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a funny little. Yeah, she goes into her, there was a scene. She goes into her closet, and it's yeah. just like all these different armor she can pick from she's like what do i want to wear yeah which one <laughs> do i like this one or that one well this one doesn't go with my hair today by the time she gets there the battle's over yeah <laughs> that would have been good yeah you know i feel like as much humor as we got in this movie i was kind of surprised the guardians of the galaxy were such a small role like they were essentially the intro of the movie right and then it was like okay we're gonna separate now and then yeah. go do our own things and it was just like you barely saw any lines i think chris pratt had the most lines as star lord mm-hmm. with thor like yeah. i don't know if rocket really even i think he said like one maybe two lines he said hurry up or something yeah like it, there was no <laughs> real interactions with these yeah. characters i don't think we heard drax say anything there was probably an i am groot from from groot yeah nebula had like, like a Oh, one, no, she's the one that said hurry up. That's what she I mean. had a couple yeah. lines of just like her being annoyed. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It just was like, mm-hmm. when you see what they did with the Guardians and Thor in Infinity War mm-hmm. and Endgame and like the, the comedic potential they had for them, you know, like yeah. everyone was like, oh, Asgard, uh, Asgard of the Galaxy. Asgardians as of Gar- the Galaxy. Sorry, Asgardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. what a great concept. Yeah. And I don't. I wouldn't want to say a bait and switch, but like it's very it, disappointing that that's in the trailers, and then it's a matter of like maybe ten minutes of this yeah, movie. Yeah, I was literally gonna say bait and switch. So okay, <laughs> I agree with you on that. I, I maybe fifteen. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of came to terms with it, but I was kind of surprised how quickly it does suck that they didn't really use them more effectively i guess it was so weird the battle scene where they were involved where basically thor sitting on top of a mountain mm-hmm. just like meditating or i mean whatever. the whole like uh, m- moment of that like of that it was fun it was yeah, like i absolutely. had a great time with it but yeah. it, you know it showed the characters and their dynamics but it was like very quick snippets of it so that we could get to thor saving the day yes and it didn't really show them in action more than just going to get Thor. And them like tired on the battleground yeah. waiting and so just letting Thor imply they've been fighting everyone. for a long time and yeah. Thor's has been meditating, yeah. doing his own thing. Yeah. Just oblivious to like life. Yeah, in general. <laughs> I had, I mean yeah, yeah, it was a fun scene, right? But like Yeah, that battle scene was so fucking cool. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It was just confusing. And then the creatures that they were fighting, yeah, it's like owl like, looking like owl rats. I, I, I mean <laughs> Think about it. They are they look like owls. Okay. And they're on another planet. Yeah. So is it safe to call them owlians? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, they looked like really freaky freaky owls. They were like I think they were actually Jim Henson like type. They definitely looked like that. Puppet. They look like something like, out of the dark crystal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was very <laughs> very creepy and like yeah. um that was like a whole funny scene where the he like fucks everything up trying to save the day yeah. and then mm-hmm. doesn't realize he fucked it up. Yeah, he has no idea. Gets the goats. Yeah. As a gift. Yeah. <laughs> as a reward. That he can't return. Yeah. No returns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just was hoping that we'd get like a lot of that 
Star Lord, Thor banter interactions yes. at the very least. Also, I mean, even Rocket and Thor had some good stuff in Infinity War. Was that leader of the aliens who I think it was? I don't know. Uh, who you're talking last about. man on Earth. What's his name? Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I, was that him? It felt like him. Like I just got. It looked like I him. I have to no me. idea. I, I didn't look at the credits for who the. I didn't either. I meant to, and then I forgot by the time we got there. Priest alien guy was that they were helping. <laughs> The, when the blue people, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not oh, sure. Oh, I'm not finding it. It's fine. I'll look it up later, but it just kind of gave me the vibes. The weird thing is he was probably one of the funniest moments, I think, of the movie. For me, at least. Mm-hmm. There was like a moment where he's like, he makes like a weird noise reacting to yes, somebody. He's like, yeah. I can't even remember what it was, <laughs> but it was either, so funny. But it was ridiculous. And it was like so out of nowhere and unnecessary, but like it really kind of sold the mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really wish they did more with the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, you know, when they fly off and leave Thor and Korg on Will, the planet, Will Forte. Will Forte. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. sorry. So it yeah. was not him though, right? I don't think so. Okay. To me, that was like, oh, okay. So they're going off to do Guardians of the Galaxy three. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Like maybe that. I mean, maybe, that seems like it. Because I have to assume that Thor won't be a part of that movie. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they use Hulk in Ragnarok. It's like, why wouldn't you have used the Guardians in this one? You know? Money, I guess. (laughs) Even if you just had like one or two of them. You wouldn't even need to have all of them, you know? Yeah. It was kind of weird. Anyways. Enough of that. Let's get into Jane Foster a little bit. Mighty Thor. So, they give her a pretty, ironically serious backstory in this movie. But then at the same time, they really didn't make it feel well i mean there was moments where it felt serious but like again it was like kind of lighthearted, yeah because of the tone of the movie so jane foster uh right off the bat we are told has stage four cancer mm-hmm. no real like this is why she has it or this is how she got it it's yeah. just it's just a thing here we are she has it yeah i was kind of bummed out that they didn't really go more into her backstory of the cancer and stuff i think it would have been really cool to tie it into the mcu's storytelling you know we yeah, could like have had she was inhabited by the real was it the reality the, stone or? the the ether the ether sorry yes. it was i think it was the reality stone yeah. like when she was by the red was. stuff when, yeah. she, when she was inhabited yeah by the when, red it, stuff. when it was inside her yeah something's inside me yeah that would have been a perfect explanation uh, that's ether Yeah, so, like, I think that would have been a great way of, like, tying in the dark world into this to, like, mm-hmm. mean more to the plot yes. of her, like, character arc. Yes. That's still a consequence of something that's happened in a previous film. Yeah, instead of just, she just got Like, that would have been, you know, either something like that or yeah. uh, the snap that brought, or I guess the one that dusted people, not necessarily brought them back, or whatever snap it was. There was three snaps, All right? All the snaps. All of them all, combined. All of them had together. cosmic energy involved. They all worked together. Yeah. They combined their forces to give her cancer. Yeah. You know, like the radiation from the. Yes. Cosmic radiation. Exactly. Like that would have been a great way of, in my opinion, of doing it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're, well, there's never, they don't even bother approaching the subject of why and when and how. It's mm-hmm. just she's got it and that's it and moving yeah, on. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Um, and they're actually very quick about her, like, becoming Mighty Thor, too. It's just mm. like... It just happens. It's just like she goes home after her uh, treatment mm-hmm. session, and then she gets a book 
like a vibe that she needs to look at some book and then it's a book of talking about Mjolnir and how it helps regenerative re- regenerative properties or something yeah like that, right? some kind of can help save you yeah uh and so she goes and visits the new asgard location which has now become some kind of a tourist attraction more developed as than it ever was before mm-hmm. they it, it kind of felt like that like have you remember in not to get like too into this but um religious yeah where he goes to that like jesus christ like amusement park type thing <laughs> yes it completely reminded me of that whole aspect of okay. like a religious just park i don't yeah. know like, like amusement park yeah I'm, yeah i'm not good with words apparently <laughs> and it, that's the vibe i got and so especially with like the play and all that stuff yes. which had all those fun cameos yes. matt damon came back yeah uh chris hamster's brother played mm-hmm. thor in it mm-hmm. we had uh, Melissa McCarthy play Hella. <laughs> Which was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Apparently her husband was also in yeah, the movie. Yeah, he was the I stage didn't manager. even notice it. Oh, I saw him. Yeah, he was standing next to her when they took the vow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Yeah, that was like more fun with yeah. the whole thing. Uh, that was a complete surprise to me and I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. I, I like still getting surprised yeah. by movies as opposed to like most things that are just get spoiled in the trailer now. It wasn't a big plot point. So. Well, we knew that she was cast in the movie. Oh, I forgot. And so. then, I don't know if, it, I mean, there was never, like, a confirmation as to, like, who she was, but I was like, it's, I think we even talked about, like, it's probably gonna be Hella or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm just I've hoping we guessed that, that, right? But I feel like we talked about it at one point in one of our episodes. I'm sure you're right. Because I know that, I remember her being cast. Okay. Yeah, so, like, they have, like, basically Milner as a, on a stand, and it's just the broken pieces mm-hmm. to show what he looks like now that he's... No more, I guess. I don't know. It's just very confusing. It's like a memorial to the thing. Well, right? but it's more like a touristy thing to like, oh, come check this uh, yeah. Thor's old weapon out. Yeah. Yeah. But so they like, obviously couldn't move it. So, so like, they had did to just... Thor pick it up and move each piece for them? Because nobody would be able to move it, right? Theoretically. No, I think what they did is they, they just dug built out the... that thing around the area where it fell. And then they crumbled. dug down because it was like... Up on like a podium, so yeah, like, yeah, I think that's what they did. I mean, that's the only way it would make sense. Yeah, they dug down and they made they like basically kept. That's what I'm saying. Nobody can lift it, so they had to do that. <sighs> See, now here's the the this is, you know I know like MCU physics. Right? It's we're never gonna know, but technically, mm-hmm. if you just dug around the hammer mm-hmm. in the dirt and picked up the dirt, you're not technically picking up the hammer. So would you be able to just pick up the dirt? No, because the hammer's on the dirt. Well, yes, but the the dirt's not heavy and doesn't need you to be worthy. Yeah. Can you imagine how to be worthy to hold dirt? <laughs> I, I still don't think it would work. Okay. That's my opinion. So there's MCU no loophole there? I don't think so. Okay, I was just wondering if they're just like, hey, uh, Jimmy, come move this pile of they dirt get like a, with millionaire on it. A backhoe or something and like lift it up just on the dirt. <laughs> A backhoe, huh? That's a real thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> From doing yard work. Yeah. Obviously. Duh. So getting back to Jane, we, we basically get her showing up to this new Asgard amusement park, mm-hmm. whatever, tourist attraction. Yeah. Uh, and the sky starts to get kind of gloomy and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's very clear that something's reacting to her being next to 
the broken hammer. Yes. But what sucks is we don't really even see that. They just kind of like... Yeah. Catches up. Like, oh, well, I just showed She's up. She's been Thor for a what while What she tells Thor is basically the, the context we get. Is, yeah. Well, I just uh, I found the... I came to visit the hammer and it like did weird magic shit and it came back together and here I am now. I'm Thor. Yeah. It was it's very... like I, I would have loved to have seen her pick it up. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, maybe they didn't want to like have another cap endgame moment picking up the hammer, or maybe they didn't want to like lower the quality of that moment maybe. by having like another person pick it up. I don't know. True. But I would have liked to see that whole thing happen and her becoming Yeah. The mighty Thor. Yeah. Like because like by the time we see her, she's fully accustomed to she picks up the hammer and she becomes mm-hmm. Like, she's already, like, done. Yeah. But the first time it happened, she probably was like, what the fuck? You know? So, I don't know. Probably was. (laughs) But I will say, like, I I really, I enjoyed her character more than I thought I would. I was kind of disappointed when they cast her and announced her in this movie Mm -hmm. uh, many years ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) God, how long has it been? I don't know. But... I don't know, I guess because, like, I, maybe there's more to the story, but, like, the way I understood it was, like, she was, like, upset that they didn't do well with the movies and her character didn't have as much as she wanted or something. And mm-hmm. so, like, she basically just, like, walked on her contract. Maybe I'm completely wrong how that worked with the, with Natalie Portman. But, yeah. like, so I was thinking, like, if you're going to do the Mighty Thor, like, you might as well let Valkyrie become the Mighty Thor. Yeah. Like, that was my logic. That would have been cool. But... They went with bringing Jane Foster back, and I don't know, you know, whatever happened happened to let them get her back or whatever. She just wanted to come back. I don't know, but I'm sure with the success of Ragnarok, she probably was. Like, that's okay. true. I'm sure. I'm sure that helped. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, like, I think it actually worked really well having her back. Mm-hmm. I think it really grew on their character relationship, the arc for her, for Thor, for both of them. Like, I think it was a good move to bring her back. Yeah. Especially, you know, doing the Mighty Thor thing. I wish they kind of did more with it, but, like, it was very quick snippet of what her whole... Uh, of the storyline. ...line was yeah. with the, the, the comics. But, like, I think they had some fun moments. You know, we saw Mjolnir even have, like, new powers, essentially. Yes. Like, where he could separate... And then come back together. And then come back together. Like, that's Basically cool. use it as, like, a shotgun? I, in a way. <laughs> I don't know if it like went through enemies or if I it just like knocked I, them back. I thought I saw it going through the like the shadow monsters. Probably them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised with what they did with Jane Foster and making her Mighty Thor. Um, I do wish they showed her becoming the character though. I think that would have been a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and the whole premise it seems to be is that Thor asked. Mjolnir to protect her. To safeguard her. While they were dating or whatever. He said watch over her And then actually like accidentally created a... a, Like a spell or something? A spell, a wish, (laughs) Yeah, it was a rune, I think, that got engraved on it. I mean, it was the same thing that happened with like Odin, right? When he made, you know, he who was deemed... Whoever deemed worthy, whatever the hell it was. I guess it wouldn't be a he because we've got... She's holding the hammer too. So... Yeah, yeah. Whoever, right? Yeah. Um... So it was kind of a fun little play on that whole, like, him doing the same thing that his father did, but, like, not even knowing he did it. Right. Um, The only thing that bothers me about it is, so, like, the whole idea is, like, oh, so she went and became Mighty Thor to 
protect her from cancer. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're hearing later in the movie that she is dying faster because yes. her body can't defend against the cancer because essentially Munir is like sucking her energy. No, I think, well, that's what they say. But I also was looking online about like in the various different sources on this and it's because Mjolnir is removing the toxins from her system and it doesn't know that chemo is not a toxin it can just tell that's not part of her system okay but I still am bothered by it that's one of my but they don't explain that no they don't no one's gonna know that unless you go look that up right I agree and that's I mean but was that like an actual answer was that somebody's just kind of speculation like we do uh that was on like an MCU forum okay sounds like a someone's speculation then possibly um the way i took it was he protected her by making her become part as guardian she's considered as guardian right they keep referencing now that you're as guardian right or something like that so she's considered an as guardian now yes so i took it like she he protected her by turning her as guardian which allows her to go to valhalla when she passes yes essentially a second life even though she's technically dead yes that's how i took it was like that's how he was like protecting her not necessarily saving her literal life but i guess i can see giving her that ending which then implies then later on in a way he's protecting thor Mm -hmm. still yeah because he will then allow that allows her to be there for Thor whenever he yeah. would die. That's true. And then they could be together. It's like an un- unannounced happy ending, I guess, in right. a way that they are... The way I interpreted it was... Yeah. It's, it does seem like it's being set up to go that way. I have some problems with the, like, Mjolnir sucking out her mortal energy or whatever. Like, that's something that I have on my... Uh, yeah. Final report. I mean, is, he a, is he a hammer or is he a vampire? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, pick one. Because it feels like to me, um, if it can convert you into a literal superhero or another race, it can't cure cancer. Like, why not? It- yeah. <laughs> and it also, it's me. like, didn't they do like a whole like Wakanda thing too, where like they had such advanced technology with science, and wasn't there like? They could cure a lot of shit. They just didn't share it with society outside of Wakanda. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe there was not something for cancer. But I feel like there was like something in one of those movies that they referenced them having advanced stuff that could cure things that we don't typically have Mm. cures for. Right. Yeah. Like you said, why couldn't... I don't... Well, if if she becomes Asgardian too, it's like Thor gets thrown through buildings and he's fine. Yeah. So like there's no kind of like... Health protection There's got to be regenerative there. properties, right? Of being an Asgardian, in my opinion. Based on what we see Thor. But, like, also, question, side note. Are, is, so Thor is a god. Mm-hmm. He's an Asgardian god. Are all Asgardians gods? <laughs> you see, okay. Um, so this is the part where... The, it, it, this is actually one of the things that kind of bothers me. Okay. Because I feel like they then make Asgardians deemed all Asgardians are gods. Yeah. Their race is just considered gods. And that, I... I don't One, think I never true. interpreted it that way. And two, yeah. no. 
Yeah. I will not <laughs> let you know. say that. Because it doesn't, which they do, and I hate that. Because yeah. it doesn't make sense. Because in my head, I always took it like the royal family, Odin, his family. Yes. The, the people who are deemed mm-hmm. royal of mm-hmm. Asgard are the gods. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else is just people. People, yeah. Of their race. But what he, Gore, when he's talking to Valkyrie, he acknowledges that she's not a god, that she was abandoned by the gods. Yeah, which and implies, implies she's, not, she's a god. not a god. But then when you do the whole children thing, which we'll get into at some point, yeah. we're going to have to, unfortunately. <laughs> um, a little tease about my opinion there. <laughs> They're all basically, don't they call them all themselves all gods or something? Doesn't like, isn't there like a reference to all the kids that are like gods too? Like oh. I th- when they were in the prison thing, I, yeah. I swear there was like a thing where he. No, he's like, and not only that, you're Asgardian kids. And then the other one kid's like, well, I'm this thing. And it's like a different alien race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, right. yeah. I don't Which, think they call them cool all Cool fact. What? The one calls himself a liking. Yes. So that kind of introduces that werewolves exist Good in the point. MCU. We've that's, never seen that before. That's fair, yeah. So I guess probably going to tie into Blade or yeah, it was like it was one of those properties. Expected to be coming. Night maybe. Because I think there was even like a thing where there's a QR in one of the episodes for a comic that he fights a werewolf or some shit. Mm, okay. Um, so yeah, I, I think the way I interpret it is only some of them are gods. Not everybody is a god. Yeah. Just because they're Asgardian. I agree with that. But it just is But it does confusing. feel like they're trying to imply. And then they get all these like lightning powers and stuff later on. Yeah. And they do their battle. We'll, we'll get into that yeah. later. I, I don't want to get into that now. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just felt very contradicting. That sh- I don't know. It, the way I could take it is like he was protecting her from the cancer and protecting Thor from losing her altogether. Yeah. Completely. That's fair. My, my, I also have a slight gripe with the way that went down because like, yes, it's very sweet that we, it's revealed that Thor is the reason that Mjolnir goes and protects her. But it also like, what is that? Isn't she supposed to be deemed worthy? Like, is that the only reason she's worthy because Thor loved her? Like, it's kind of a weird thing to yeah, me. Yeah, that's another thing, too. I didn't really... I mean, yeah, is it is she worthy because Thor allowed her to be worthy? Yeah. Which is, like, problematic in itself. Very, yeah. Or is it because she is worthy... And also... And also, to, conveniently, Thor wants her Thor. <laughs> to be protected. Like, it's very, like, vague. It's complicated. I feel like they didn't think that far into that whole yeah. script concept i think and i think it was con like it was different than what they did with the comic too i think i i, I don't know i feel like in the comic it might have been helping keep her alive that's what i thought too but i'm not sure i'll have to go back to that you brought up gore though let's kind of get into gore yes christian bale you know taika watiti was like saying that he's going to be one of the best villains you'll ever see for the marvel universe yeah and i this is why I think there's got to be a bunch of stuff that was left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Um, he was great as an actor. He mm-hmm. did he, he did his homework. He did the role. He did everything he could to make that character work for what he had. But man, was I disappointed with the character Gore, the God Butcher in general. Yeah. Um, in my mind, this needed to be more than one movie. To tell this character's story. Yeah. It felt this should have been like a Loki type thing. Not necessarily like, you know, as much as Loki's been around. But mm-hmm. like, 
a but long, a build up, a, a, build up, a yeah. long, you know, a long term goal to get to this moment of him butchering gods. Yes. Um, you know, we get the first scene of the movie, which I was, you know, like, are we actually in a Taika Waititi movie? Like, this is like yeah. felt very like serious and like yeah. broody and yeah. Um, and that's probably like arguably one of like the only like real serious moments of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get the the quick concept of his planet is dying. The like, the rain do- god, I guess it was. I don't yeah. know what the name was. I can't remember. But so this god remember. who controls the rain basically just abandoned them. Hasn't done shit forever. Yeah. Um, so everybody died off of thirst. His daughter dies right before. Mm-hmm. And then something calls to him, which presumably it felt like that was the necro sword, right? Yeah. So that's what was going on. It was whispering to him. Theoretically. But I have some other ideas. Okay. And so he shows up to this like little oasis that has the god in it. He mm-hmm. stumbles across the god, finds a bunch of fruit mm-hmm. on the ground, starts eating it, and yeah. doesn't realize it's the gods. And then, yeah, I, I'm torn with this whole thing because like I felt like the god was like just too much of a cunt. Yes. And like I'm kind of like I, I get back. I kind of get like why you would kill this guy. He's yeah. just kind of an asshole for no reason. Yeah, he's an asshole. And like. I don't know. That's another thing too. Is like going back to like gore being like they should have long story told this. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been clever to have the events of him losing his daughter mm-hmm. be during that five year gap. Mm-hmm. So then it gives him that time to build up being this monster that mm-hmm. we've been told he is the whole movie. Okay. Because we don't really see it in my yeah, mind. That's true. I feel like we're told that he's this big powerful you know villain that we need to worry about but like we don't really see it yeah so i think that would have been smarter to like have it be like something that happened a while ago and then catch up to whatever the timeline is of the movie Mm -hmm. being he's been doing this for a long time and it's just now catching up to thor for whatever reason but instead it's like he turns into gore the god butcher by finding the sword he just And happens. then he just, like, he's evil for, and like, now a couple evil. days, however long the movie takes place for. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, we don't get a real read on, like, this character and, like, what he's supposed to stand for. Yeah, because you hear, sto- like, there's stories about him taking out uh, Falgaroth or whatever, like, the big giant monster guy. Yeah. And there's, like, a bunch of other... Which was a other... thing in the comics. Yeah, so there, it's, like, literally the same scene from the comics, right? And, like, we don't, again, we don't see that. We yeah. just see... Where's the, the battle? A- the aftermath of this big god entity is dead. Yeah. And then, you know, Thor mentioned, like, oh, he's one of the nicest gods you'll ever meet. Which yeah. I guess is supposed to make us feel like he's so... Gore's so ruthless, he'll kill any god. It yeah. doesn't matter whether they actually deserve it. Yeah. But, again, like, you should have just shown us that moment where he slayed him. Yeah. You know? Like, maybe he had info as to where they needed... He needed to, to go to find the key to the to his his goal for the uh, whatever by the end of the movie. And it's just like, yeah. we don't get any of that. We just have to just assume that he found it somewhere at some point. Yeah. And that kind of, I think, was like the part that like felt like they needed to do better with the storytelling in this movie. Like, we don't get much of gore for being told how big and powerful he is of a problem for the gods. Yeah. But, like, I completely understand, like, 
you've dedicated your life to this god. Your daughter dies because he's not doing shit for you. And then you meet the god and he's just a dick. Like, yes. I get it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would probably be on the same page with 100%. you. 100%. I think it's interesting they started the movie with that because they you're like, well, I mean, I'm on your side. You know, like, I... Because mm-hmm. anybody that watches that would probably be on his side. And I think they were trying to game, make a sympathetic for him. But at the same time, it didn't really work because, like, he then goes, you know, going back to the children. He then goes and kidnaps a bunch of kids, which is contradicting to his whole, like, concept of, like, oh, my daughter died. And yeah. the gods don't take care of us or our children. Yeah. And, like, it's like, so you're going to be the thing you hate, essentially, like, is what you're saying? Like, I don't yeah. understand. I feel like... For me, it was hard for me to see that he turned into this evil monster god butcher. And it was more like, to me, it felt like the sword was controlling him. Or, what if, how do you feel about the idea of him being someone's avatar? No. No? I don't want that. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't really want it either, but it's just a thought. No, that's not a thing. That would be terrible. That would make it worse. Even if it was null? Well, but are they going to go that route? I don't think so. Because they don't even reference that character. You're right. They don't. When they say, like, many have wielded the sword Mm -hmm. before, right? That's true. They don't reference him. They've changed the whole, like, it's not symbiote-based, like, origin, right? Because the sword is based from the first symbiote, which was Noel. Yeah, so the Necrosword is actually a living symbiote made from all black, the first symbiote. Yeah, so, like, they don't really reference him. The The shadow creatures aren't really symbiotes, but, like, I guess you could argue that they, like... They kind of move a little bit yeah. like them. I really did enjoy how they did the, the shadow creatures and stuff. Yeah. I think that was a lot of fun and, and, and cool looking. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just It felt like the sword was very, like, lackluster as far as... It just was to me. It was like, oh, the sword is just corrupting him. But it's like it's not really him. It's just the sword doing it, you know. Yeah. And that kind of took away from the character, you know, us seeing that he like lost his daughter and like that's what drove him to this point of wanting to kill gods and. True. It, it just feels like they did. They really missed the opportunity to to make this character relatable. Yeah. Because like, we see that with a lot of other characters. You know, we saw that with. I mean, we've seen it with Loki to an extent. Yes. We've seen it. Thanos was, you know. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of people were like, ah, I agree with Thanos. Yeah. Uh, you know, go to Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Killmonger, you know, was like, he had really strong motives for what he was doing. Mm-hmm. It just, they've done it better with other characters. Yeah. And Christian Bale did great, but man, was I disappointed with the character overall. Yeah, I thought that Gore the God Butcher would be this big, intimidating, scary guy. And to me, I was getting more, like, insane. Like, maybe Jared Leto Joker vibes, which Mm. to me is not a bad thing. I thought he did really well for that. The one scene where he's got the, um, all the kids in the cage and he's like, oh, let me tell you a story. And then he's like, does the, uh, the sock puppet humor with the uh, living little creature little thing creature, yeah cuts its head off yeah i had complete it, it vibes, vibes yeah. pennywise from it that was like that moment made me feel like that character yeah that too um but i just felt like there were times that he was definitely exhibiting more like crazy person rather than like evil or like bad guy like 
big tough bad guy. Mm-hmm. It was just like I'm a crazy psychopath and I'm on a fucking rampage because this I picked up this sword, you know? Yeah. It just it's not the same vibe I was kind of expecting from this character. And just going back to like the whole concept of his mission, it's just like so he wants to kill all the gods and then at some point he's like, Oh, I'm gonna find eternity and yeah. get my one wish to mm-hmm. kill all the gods. Yeah. And it's like not bring your daughter back yeah like what about that you would think that that's that's another thing where it's like oh the sword's obviously corrupting him yeah and so that's where it makes me feel like more like the sword's in control and it's not him which then makes it feel like his character's not as strong yeah for his like motives right and then getting if you want to get into like the whole MacGuffin of him getting to that point like Mm. I feel like that was kind of a, a plot hole for me. Stormbreaker being the key didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Because this eternity. Yeah. Eternia? Eternity? E- eternity. Eternity was around for, uh, I'm going to assume eternity. Long. Yeah, probably. And Stormbreaker was created. Created in Infinity War. Yeah. Which was what, like, at most six years ago? Yeah. In this timeline? So. So how the fuck is Stormbreaker the key to something that's existed long before it. I think it was Stormbreaker because Stormbreaker was the key to the Bifrost. I think it was just whatever. So just the, the Bifrost. I think it was is the, the Bifrost key. that was the key. But here's what's stupid about that is that's just one construct of gods, right? Yeah. There's plenty of other god races and all that stuff out there, right? Yeah. We're introduced to the Greeks, Zeus, and yeah. you know we see others all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it called? Omnipotence City? I can't say that. I can't either. Omnipotence City. Yes. Omnipotence (laughs) City. Yeah. Exactly. All-powerful city. Yeah. That's what the translation is. Mm Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thanks. All right. Where were we? Omnipotence City. Well, I mean, what I'm saying is like... you would think there was other routes yeah. to get to this, if that's the case. Like, the other gods and whatever planets don't have their own types of yeah, and also, magic shit like that. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure... I think I looked this up after we got out the movie. I think Eternity is not a real thing. It's a real character in the comic. Eternity is, but the love character is not what that. well i mean yeah what they okay. do later on okay we'll talk about that okay. yeah so okay. that feels to be something new but we'll talk about that later okay so yeah i just i guess i'm just disappointed overall with gore this felt like i guess to me this felt like the age of ultron of this phase if you want to go that route mm-hmm. like i don't honestly i don't maybe actually you know what maybe thor the dark world maybe as far as, like, comparison of a bigger villain that they didn't really do a lot with, I guess you could say. But they really did way less with the Dark World than they did with this one, as far as the villain role. Yes. In my opinion. Yeah. I guess we could get into the children aspect that we were, were talking about earlier. So, one of the plot points was he kidnaps a bunch of kids. Yeah. That are as guardian kids. Yeah. And then... Uses them as basically bait to get Thor to stop, or to come to him to get the hammer. Mm-hmm. 
One, why didn't he just get the damn hammer when he was in New Asgard? He had it in his hands. So why didn't he just be like, so long, and then just leave in his shadow? Yeah. Um, I know, I get it, because it's we needed a plot. Yeah. But it just seems like it doesn't make sense. And I just hated the whole, like, how Thor was able to just transfer his power to, like, a bunch of children. Yeah, that was really weird. Like, oh, we don't know how to fight. And then all of a sudden they know how to fight. Like, they've been fighting for years. And it's like, I guess to me it's like, this also feels kind of in a way like a a plot hole. Because it's like, so if he could do this, Mm -hmm. why couldn't he give all of the Avengers his powers? Whenever they fought anything, literally ever. anyone, yeah. Is it because they're Asgardian? But they weren't all Asgardian. Oh right, see. Yeah. So that means anybody can get his powers. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like Taika Waititi just wanted to have children in his movie. I don't know. It just felt like it was forced in there way too much. This was probably I don't know. This is it's, it's a tie. <laughs> I was gonna say this is probably worse than the uh, multiverse of madness having the. Scarlet Witch kid, the ice cream song, singing that stupid song. <laughs> but I don't know; they're both pretty bad to I me. I still think that one's worse. Yeah, I just felt like they just did this because he thought, oh, this is gonna be so fucking outrageous and ridiculously funny mm-hmm. to have children killing a bunch of creatures <laughs> with teddy bears with with <laughs> weird objects that they've never fought with, and yeah. just like I, it just didn't work for me at all. I just thought it was really dumb, and I don't know. Yeah, it was a little extra. I thought it was kind of funny, but I thought it was kind of funny, but it it was a little over the top. Was there funny moments? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's also creepy fucking moments where like the little girl in the princess outfit like uses the (laughs) the like magic wand or something, little toy star wand, and just slices a creature in half. Yeah, yeah. Okay, terrifying. Somebody needs to get her to a therapist. I think after they get home. (laughs) I have a feeling it was just like the juxtaposition of like these innocent children and they're like ridiculous like they don't know how to do anything but putting them into this situation where they have superpowers and there's evil monsters to fight was just hilarious probably to mm-hmm. Taika Waititi that's yeah. my guess the only thing I can do think is like it's their way of showing that like anybody can be Thor mm-hmm. to justify why Jane Foster's Thor. Mm-hmm. And it's not like... It's not like Thor is the only Thor. Anyone can have the mantle of Thor. Yeah. If they are deemed worthy. And yeah. like, I guess he deemed them all worthy uh, for... A limited time only. Limited time only, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, that also implies that they could have unlimited if he chooses that. Yeah. Right? I guess. Yeah, I don't know. The, the logistics of that, like... Thing that he did, mm-hmm. spell, whatever the fuck you want to call it. it. it I don't know. It, don't really whole, make sense. It, yeah, was it? Was there some fun deaths to these creatures? Yeah, but like, ugh, man, they just—I don't know why they did that. I did like um, Heimdall's kid though, because we got to see him like yeah. learn to use his eyes and stuff. I thought that was fun. I didn't even know he had a kid for one. Oh. <laughs> And <laughs> was that referenced before? Did I we know he had a I kid? Thought we, I thought we knew that he had a kid. I thought it just came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, all of a sudden he has a kid now. I thought it was known. News to me. Maybe I'm just kidding. And then like this whole like the whole like Axel. Axel versus Astrid. Yeah. yeah like that whole. That was another example of like jokes that were taken too far. Just yeah. like, okay. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, this is some meant to be funny, but like yeah. this has gone on like 10, 15 seconds longer yeah. than it needs to. <laughs> yeah. It didn't bother me. It was silly, but I get it. I get it. 
But, like, it was funny, like, because there were funny moments with him, I will say. Like, when he was in the cage or whatever, <laughs> and Thor, like, did the whole vision thing to go talk to them. And yeah. he's, like, telling them how, like, oh, I'll never meet your... Uh, your heroes and yeah. because like Zeus was a, a big disappointment yeah. and stuff and then like they're like all seeing him as their hero yeah and then you see them <laughs> starting to be disappointed by how he's yeah. like not coming out as as competent to be able to like save them and right. like he's like being honest yeah a little too honest a little too honest yeah and like they're like losing hope yeah yeah <laughs> like the irony was not lost we're for all me kids yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, and this was the, the moment, I think, where they had all the, the actors. I think Christian Bales, Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth. I think all their kids were in this scene yeah. as the the children of Asgard. That makes sense. Um, except for his daughter, India Rose, who plays Gore's, Gore's daughter. daughter in the beginning. Yes. And then later, Love. Yes. The name of her character when she comes back which yeah. we'll get, I guess let's get into that he you know? does say my love in the beginning so I guess we're supposed to believe that her name was love <sighs> that's see that's where I it's thought it was just too. like it's an like, endearing thing it, that's a, I think it's supposed <laughs> to be multiple layers of the okay. term because it's like I think her name when he wishes her back which things oh, we'll, get, we'll get into it when he wishes her back and then she's named love mm-hmm. I took it like she was named love because she represents Thor and Jane Foster's love for each other. Okay. And Thor taking care of her was for Jane. Therefore, that's the representation of their love. Okay. And then, I don't know, I guess Gore, since he was such an evil god killer. Yeah. I guess love is just like, in a way, represents his like turn to let, I don't know. I, I guess. He chose love. He chose love. You know, yeah. I mean, and that's like another deep moment for Thor, right? Because yeah. that was his reference. Like, he's like, essentially they lost. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, the cancer hit Jane hard and yes. she basically lost her powers at the end. And Gore essentially won. He got to eternity. Thor realized we're fucked. Yeah. I can sit here and try and fight you and probably lose. Or I can spend the last moments I'm going to have, because you're going to kill us all. Yeah. And I can spend it with my love, Jane. Yeah. So I thought that was actually a really endearing moment. Yeah. For the character arc that they did in the relationship, even. Yeah, um, definitely. I guess the part where that's supposed to be the, the 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 turning point for Gore to be like, oh. Yeah. I can save my daughter, and I didn't realize how... Yeah. Much of an asshole I was being. Yeah, like it just it just <laughs> it felt like too easy of a flip, I guess, for me. Mm-hmm. He literally is killing a bunch of gods apparently. And yeah. like we didn't see it, but Yeah, but we're supposed we're being told that he's killed a bunch of gods. And it's but just... then this is to be fair, on this since we talked about the possibility that the sword is corrupting him, this is after they've destroyed the sword. So yes, you're right. You're or, right. Jane Foster did destroy the sword. Yes, she used Mjolnir to destroy the sword, and then that was what happened with her. Eventually, is she had to choose to destroy Mjolnir so that the sword was also destroyed because there was like something where the sword was like pulling its pieces back to the sword and putting itself back together like Mjolnir does. Uh huh. And that was her choice. Well, she, she didn't destroy the hammer though. She just slammed it down to kill. With lightning, I thought. That's okay. what I thought it was. I thought she chose to... Because all the pieces took in the shards of the sword, mm-hmm. right? 
locked it into the into hammer. The hammer. And then she made the choice to slam it down. She slammed it down. But didn't it shatter? I took it as the what shattered was the well, obviously, sword parts. Okay, so obviously she didn't know. destroy it because they have it at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. That's why I'm like, well, but, the hammer still exists. Yeah. And you're still around. You're right. But I feel like, she, I thought it was symbolic of her giving up the ability to continue living using Mjolnir. Where she like. Okay. But maybe, you're right. Maybe she was just doing something special to kill the sword that I didn't understand. I mean, you might be onto it. Maybe that was her sacrifice was knowing it was going to potentially kill her in that moment. But yeah. Saving the children and yeah. all the gods, and I don't yeah. know, or at least trying to. Yeah, that's possible. That's what it was going on. It just felt to me like it was she was just trying to destroy the rest of the sword before it could like yeah. reform. That would make sense because that felt like that's what she was trying to do. But it did seem like she was there was extra gravity to the situation. Mm-hmm. Other than that, well, I think the extra gravity was just the implication that we're probably not going to see her survive right because you know when she's in the the bed mm-hmm. you know at the new in new asgard's hospital and he says like if you pick up Mjolnir one more time like you could die yeah and like i think that was supposed to just kind of signify that we are supposed to believe that this is like the last for her yeah which was kind of sad yeah there was obviously some kind of connection, but whether not my only question is I have about the connection between them at that lab because where we're having the battle and Thor is losing mm-hmm. and she can feel the hits, whether that's because of their love connection or because of Mjolnir communicating it to her <sighs> because of like the Thor thing running that's through them. That's a good point. I didn't really understand that either myself. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure. How that so whatever went. was causing her to be able Maybe to feel those hits. Maybe because they were both Thor, they had a connection because yeah. of that. So then that's when she's like, "I gotta do it," even though she told him that she wouldn't. Yeah, because she yeah. was choosing. She wanted to, to save protect his life. Him. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, and it was kind of cool to see her ride in on uh, Valkyrie's Pegasus. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was also another loosey goosey thing I felt like with this movie was like, so they have all these different methods of transportation. Yeah. Because, okay, at that point, I guess we kind of missed the part where, like, you know, there was the battle on what the hell it was called, or the small little planet with... Yeah, the one that cracked open or whatever? Yes. I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> whatever that tiny little planet was, it was, like, all darkness yeah, around it. Yeah, it was, it was in so the powerful. Shadow Realm, but I don't remember the name the of the planet. The Shadow Realm, we'll call it, yeah. Yeah. So, they had the battle there, right? Initially, that's where they tracked them down to, the yes. Save the Children. Um, and the whole plan was to steal Stormbreaker from him. And Jane knew that, so she threw mm-hmm. Stormbreaker Out far away. Yeah. And then they get in a situation where he has to call him back so that he can, you know, save. So he can save them. Them. Yeah. That actually, I think, was a pretty fun scene because I think, as much as it didn't fit the overall comedic tone of this movie mm-hmm. like i thought that was like a really fun artistic cinematography like the black and white yeah visual yeah. that they use yeah. where it was kind of like sin city you know where you mm-hmm. have one object that has color and everything else is black and white and i thought it was really clever how they used the 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 coloring because if you notice it was very i think any of them were colored until he was using Zeus's lightning bolt. Then that thing 
you could tell was not affected by the darkness Mm -hmm. draining its power. Right. And then it kind of brought in light to like, I think Thor's cape then had red to it. And then uh, Jane, I think, had red on her cape as well or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then Valkyrie had something at a certain point. I think it kind of like grew the color scale from black and white as they were in this battle. Yes. And I thought that was really interesting how they did that. Yeah. That was really cool. This movie was kind of peppered with a whole bunch of different styles and things. It felt like... It just kind of felt like Taika Waititi didn't know where he wanted to go with this one. Mm -hmm. I think he was like, I want to have these concepts. But like he didn't really have a direct path, it felt like. I don't know. It just felt like there was way too much to be told. And then on top of that, this was one of the shortest marvel movies we've had so it was kind of confusing in that aspect there's talk that there was like 400 plus hours of this movie that jesus they had and before edit i don't know yeah i think having multiple movies where you have the build-up to the story of gore would have made it more impactful Mm -hmm. obviously they probably didn't know they were going to use gore yeah back with the earlier thor movies but like it would have been fun to have this be a build-up character yeah you hear about him maybe and then you see him a little bit or you see his uh actions on mm-hmm. screen you yeah. know like you see one of the gods dead but mm-hmm. you never see him do it and yeah. then this movie you see him fucking doing it yeah that would i think would have been more impactful for the character yeah but even going back into that like moment where they get to his whatever shadow realm planet they kind of allude to that he has all this like data and documents that show that Stormbreaker is the key to opening up eternity. eternity, but we never see how he got this information. Like, where did, did, did it imply that he killed gods and got it that way? Is it yeah. implied that he just got the knowledge through the Necro Sword? I think we're supposed to believe two things: one, that he's been doing this longer than it seemed to us because we just barely found out about him in the beginning of the movie. It's just the movie feels like it's like over a couple days. Yeah, but I think we're supposed to believe it's been longer than that. And then also, I think that there's basically he's been interrogating them before he kills them about how to get yeah. to eternity and all of that. Yeah. And so I think that's we're supposed to guess that he's putting information together from each of these situations. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's kind of how I felt we're supposed to believe. It just, again, it doesn't really work for me. Yeah. We haven't really talked about Zeus much. Let's, let's jump over to him for a little bit. So Russell Crowe. Cameo, I guess it's more than a cameo. He yeah. plays Zeus. It's kind of, to me, it felt like it was the comparison of Jeff Goldblum's Grandmaster. Yeah. That's what it, it kind of translated to me as like, this is just the Grandmaster character of this movie. Yeah, but less screen time, I think. Yeah, yeah had a definitely less screen time. Screen time. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's for a reason. So whenever the heroes of the movie head into omnipotent city to try they're trying to get help from the other gods so they can go after gore Mm -hmm. and i was so excited for this scene because i was a hoping it would be more than just one scene which i was obviously disappointed in that um but b i kind of thought we were going to see a lot of really cool gods and obviously we get there's kind of like a panoramic view and like shows some various different gods from around the whatever but Mm. I kind of wanted more than what what we saw. Like I was very excited to see some interactions with other gods, but 
That's not what we got, unfortunately. But we... I mean, they showed a lot of gods, but they were very, like, we don't know who they are. There was a couple, like, Easter egg ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there were some obscure gods from, not like, the not the ones that are, like, the big ones most people think of. There weren't, like, the Greek and Roman gods. They were... Yeah, yeah they, um, they were... And, or even the Egyptian gods. That I, think. I think we saw one. Yeah. At one point. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this whole scene, I thought they could have done more with mm-hmm. that whole aspect of, of showing gods. Maybe tease a little bit more of what we might see in the future. Mm-hmm. Maybe they did, but it didn't feel like they... It felt like they were just kind of, like, miscellaneous... Fill the room with random characters to say they're these are all gods. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed Russell Crowe as Zeus. I think yeah. he nailed this. I mean, not that I am a professional about Greek accents, but <laughs> yeah, man, did I love his accent. In yeah, this. it was great. I think he had the perfect comedic timing. His just like he he nailed it with mm-hmm. being this completely powerful god who has nothing but selfishness i guess like it's just it's all about him yeah in his head you could tell the the... character doesn't care about people and i guess that kind of reinforces gore's bitterness yeah but like and it shows that that these gods are out of touch with like the people that worship them worship them and i don't know it i he just did such a good job he basically just proved gore's points And I will say, I think the comedy worked well for Zeus in this one because it felt like he, it worked with the character versus taking a character and forcing him to be funny. Yes. Maybe that's because we've never seen this character. So for us, like this could just be who the character is. Yeah. Um, But, you know, when he goes down those steps, he like picks up his like skirt skirt. and then he just kind of like taps down the steps very... (laughs) He like flounces. I don't know. There's something very, I don't know. Just it doesn't make sense. Elegant, with, I yeah, guess. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't match the rest of his appearance. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. I and I really liked how they kind of played how the Zeus was like this hero that Thor looked up to growing up, and mm-hmm. and I thought that was really clever to like have that. You know, and then we get our whole flick. You flick too hard, <laughs> nude Thor. Yeah. Which I was surprised we got that in this yeah. movie because I was really not expecting that, but it was in the trailer, so I guess yeah. I'm kind of surprised he did that. It's I, I just, very random. I will say this too. Hmm. I mean, this sets a precedent. Now we have to get one of the uh, female superheroes. We can. We need a butt shot. Yeah. And a boob shot. I don't think that's gonna happen. Of a female superhero. For the sake of equality. I don't think it's going to happen. For the sake of equality. It's not realistic. And representation. Yeah. Of both. That's that's all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would not hold your breath. Just seems kind of hypocritical if you ask me. Yeah. That we don't get it. Yeah. Sorry that bothers you. Don't hold your breath. It's not going to happen anytime soon. Okay. Well. <laughs> guess I'll have to make a... Uh, Online petition. Yeah, that's how you get that kind of problem solved. <laughs> uh, yeah, this I think the this the scene worked well, and of course it played into the Jane and Thor's like relationship and them kind of catching up. Uh, you know, when they're getting to this point mm-hmm. before Thor's down there and being flicked by Zeus. Yeah, if you will. Yeah. Um, 
you could kind of tell like it's all new to, to Jane as mm-hmm. Mighty Thor, and like you could see her excitement. And there's a whole moment where she's like, "Oh, I, I'm gonna try this catchphrase, or yeah. how about that one?" And like <laughs> yeah. they were like all really dumb. Yeah, they were so bad. And like I'm thinking to myself, why has no one said it's hammer time? <laughs> why has nobody said this? Yeah. It seems like the most obvious one you could I wonder use if they have to, pay, to make a joke. I wonder if they have to pay, I wonder if they have to pay um and. MC Hammer, if they use that. To say it's Hammer Time? I don't fucking know. Or MGM Records or whoever the fuck it is. You never know. Maybe. I mean, you're just saying it. I don't think that. I mean, maybe. Yeah. We're we're going to get a bill. Yeah. (laughs) How many times have I said it? How many times have I said it's Hammer Time? (laughs) So I kind of like that whole part of the the relationship is like her kind of being new to it and, and like being excited and like, oh, well, it was my first battle or whatever you yeah know, referring to new asgard with the uh, yeah. shadow creatures and yeah um oh, i i thought it was fun it kind of showed like they still had that little flame mm-hmm. it hadn't burnt out completely yeah it was really interesting to see her kind of like giddy and awkward though because mm-hmm. i felt like she's this like professional scientist and like very like not She's very serious most, yeah. most of the time. And so to have her... It was clear that how excited she was by her awkwardness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a, was a fun part of the movie. Yeah. It, it, I, and it opens up so much more for the potential of the MCU. One gripe I will have, though, is, again, kind of going back to like how Thor was like, oh, I'll just give all these kids lightning powers. Why didn't you give the Avengers, right? Yeah. Same kind of concept. So if you knew about this place, if you knew all these other gods existed and where to find them, Mm -hmm. why was this not something you thought to do many movies ago Yeah, to fight off Thanos? Mm -hmm. It just seems like, I get it because they didn't plan this out until now, but like it just seems like that could be considered a plot hole. He must have known they wouldn't care unless it was happening to other gods. Well, by that logic, then why does he care? Or why does he think they would care about this? That's what I just said. What, what? Unless it was happening to other gods. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. But clearly that didn't matter to them either, so. But, okay, well, that brings up a good question. Mm-hmm. That kind of actually brings something up that I was thinking about. Do the gods count within Thanos' snap? I feel Were they impacted by the snap? Were gods lost? And if they do, going back back to gore and his motivations and the reason he became the god butcher i think it would have been so smart for the mcu if the reason they had no rain was because their god got snapped oh my god and so they no no god (laughs) that's such a good idea and that's the reason and it was just by accident there was no rain on that planet yeah and that that's during those five years yeah. and like that's why he became the god butcher and it shows those consequences of their actions yeah. or, or somebody's actions within the mcu yeah that would have been a better reason instead of that god just being a cunt yeah <laughs> yeah because like we didn't care like yeah. oh okay yeah like, he's a cunt okay. i mean cunts should get killed yeah <laughs> you heard I, it here I, first i stab cunts all the time <laughs> Okay. I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, all I'm learning is that I should write for Marvel. Yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. I'll wait for that. So we'll get on that. 
yeah, I'll wait for that email from Kevin Feige. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, what we did see, you know, going back to like all the gods in this this scene, there's two moments we see a couple celestials. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this may or may not hurt Eternals. Yeah. So in Eternals, they kind of painted them as the creators of all life mm-hmm. on planets. Yeah. And so that, in my head, puts them above everybody else. Because by that logic, gods even are created through the planets getting life from the celestials, getting their... Uh, cosmic energy into yeah. the, the so, core. So why would two celestials be hanging out with these gods if they're below, like if they're above them? Well, that's the thing. And so, like when we get to the end of this portion of the movie, uh, you know, we get the two goats. Uh, what are what are their names? Uh, um, I have them in here actually. Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder. Okay, so those are actually two. That's an Easter egg. Those are yeah, actually from the comics. they're from the comics. Yeah, yeah. So they actually carry chariot or whatever yeah whatever thor's chariot thing right yeah so that was a fun easter egg but like you know like they did their whole you know oh let's get these goats screaming all the time that was like the kind of ongoing joke that i felt like went a little too far (laughs) at some point i left every time i mean it was always funny but like it just (laughs) felt like okay 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 let's get to like like, we don't need this like 10 times in this movie oh okay (laughs) to each his own (laughs) if it was nine i would have been that's perfect um but so when they smash through, we yeah. then see two Celestials. I think one was one we saw earlier when mm-hmm. they got there. But then we see another one. Yeah. Couldn't tell you which ones they were. Not at all. Uh, yeah. I feel like one looked like one we've saw, we've seen in the internals, but I don't know for sure. But that there tells me that the Celestials are on the same level as gods. Right. They're, they're not better. They're not worse. Which is confusing. They're just on par with gods. Yeah. But then that kind of contradicts the whole concept of what Eternals did. So I don't know if that's a, a sh- like a, a plot hole problem where they, they've created because they just wanted to show them. Yeah. Or if that's going to be further explained. Because we haven't really gotten a true hierarchy tiering of what these things are, right? We've even been teased to the, uh, in this movie and in uh, Multiverse of Madness, we were teased to the Living Tribunal. Right. Oh, okay, this yeah. one, there's a statue we see of it, mm-hmm. and then in uh, multiverse we see like through the uh, the universe jumping, we mm-hmm. see a portion that has them in the background. They are presumably above gods, mm-hmm. or it. I don't know what's considered. It's like multiple heads or whatever. Um, but then even eternity is considered the highest, right? Yes. That's like the center of all the center of existence everything. or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Which also contradicts, I think, in my mind, Multiverse of Madness, because wasn't that what the book was supposed to be? Those were all the gateways to the universes, and that was the center. So yeah. what does that mean with... So does every universe have its own... Eternity? Eternity? That's what I was wondering, Or too. is eternity the core of everything? I think it's... Each universe would have their own eternity because you're whenever you go to eternity, you ask for like the first person who gets there gets their wish. Yeah, from their but universe. essentially it's just one wish. Yeah, and then it's, no one and ever gets it. a wish and then after it's that. Useless? Like what well, you're just gonna yeah. sit there? And also, so why didn't anybody else ever try to get to that? <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't make well, any Thanos sense. Thanos didn't know anything about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just more like I don't understand why. It, it, I guess it's because again they didn't think about this stuff till now. Yeah. But, 
it does bring up a lot of questions, which I'm curious if we'll actually get explanations or if it's just kind of like, you're just thinking too hard about this. Like, well, yeah, of course I am. It's MCU stuff. Yeah. My whole podcast is built around this, you piece of shit. <laughs> and then Feige will be like, don't talk to me like that. I'll be like, I'm sorry. Am I still writing your movies? <laughs> I was, there's gotta be, I gotta look into that, like Celestials and um, omnip- Omnipotent City situation. It's yeah. bothering me. And they also don't look as big no. on this scene as they did in the Eternals, right? Mm-hmm. The Eternals, they look gigantic. Yeah, like, because nowhere <laughs> is made of a head of a celestial. And that's like basically well, a I planet, guess they right? Made, they'd be bigger. They'd be, I guess technically a planet would be like an egg Yeah. for a celestial, right? Yes. So they'd have to be pretty big. But mm-hmm. on this planet, I guess that just speaks for the size of Omnipotent City. I guess. Was that, like, they didn't look very big compared to the, like, two of them are mostly within a window. Yeah. Of. So it was a really fucking big window, I guess. So either this place is huge compared to planets. Yeah. Or they really scaled them down just to fit them into the, uh, the scene, which doesn't really work with, unless they have, like, the ability to shift their size. Maybe they can shrink. (laughs) It's weird. It requires more research at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, do you think it's time for the end credit stuff? Should yeah. we jump into that now since yeah. we're on the Zeus stuff? Seems appropriate. Yeah, seems very appropriate. So mid credit scene we get... Wait, first... What? I mean, just to establish. I mean, everybody that's listening hopefully has seen the movie. But just in case, Zeus is killed. I'm using air quotes. Oh, right. Yeah. So... <laughs> when they're it, making You their know escape. what? I'm going to be honest. I, I gasped when that happened Same. the first time. I was like, oh. Yeah. That kind of shows like the seriousness that Thor has in this yeah, moment of like I need this weapon. This is yeah. a very serious thing, and like you're my role model. But here we go. I and guess he was pissed of, off because he thought that Korg died. Yeah, and... it was how much of an emotional attachment he has to Korg too, because he thought that he had killed Korg, mm-hmm. which I think I also thought that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just was like, "Oh fuck no!" And then he caught his lightning bolt and yeah, shot he's like, it right he back. At not him. again. And then yeah. He... <laughs> and that was a really powerful moment right mm-hmm. where Zeus throws the lightning bolt at him he catches it and throws yeah. it right back yeah just goes right through, right through his, his chest. chest yeah I was like oh shit like, oh they, so Zeus is dead yeah that's not what I thought was gonna happen yeah. uh, and it turns out turns out it's <laughs> not what happened <laughs> that was a fucking lie <laughs> yeah exactly so mid credit scene we get uh Zeus recovering from his like, he even has the hole in his yeah, chest, doesn't hole. he? One of the, like, ladies that's with him is, like, dabbing at him yeah, the she's entire like, time he's talking. She's, like, fisting him yeah. through the chest. It's like, why are you doing that? Stop touching it. It's fucking weird. <laughs> uh, so he's doing this whole speech about how people used to fear them. They used to, like, respect, respect them, them. And, 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 and like, and, pay tributes and all yeah. that. And now Dedicate their lives to them. Yeah. And now they're just seen as the joke. Yeah. And superheroes are the new in, mm-hmm. and and gods are are trash now. Yeah. And he's like, we need to change this. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what you must do, Hercules? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then Roy. <laughs> yeah. Then we get Roy from Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, played by Brett Goldstein. Yes. He's playing Hercules. This is an oh shit moment for yeah. everybody, especially yeah. me. Yeah. After, and I'm going to say, maybe maybe podcasting's not the thing for me. Uh, because I seem to be dead wrong. 
It's like a... It, oh, right. So I called this and you were it's like, a, no. It's, it's a, it's a win-loss for me. I, I'm really good at like tying in like storyline stuff that doesn't get done. But then I'm terrible at predicting things that will happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wasn't it like the last it episode? Was the, it was literally the episode before Thor came out. Yeah. We had news of Disney doing a live-action Hercules movie. Yeah, Sky Ritchie. And you were saying... That this means that Hercules could still exist in the MCU. And I was like, no, you're dead wrong. <laughs> what are you talking about? How dare you say that? There's no yeah. way that Disney would have two different Hercules yeah. in existence for the dumb audiences <laughs> to get confused on. Yeah. Here we are. Me Just eating Marvel said, Odin's my crows <laughs> or ravens. Yeah. Hercules is now in the MCU yep. after we've been established that we were getting a live action Hercules Disney movie. Which yes. so then I was like, oh fuck. Is that the movie? What <laughs> if that is a Hercules movie for this character? Yeah. And it was assumed it was the cartoon Hercules. Yeah. But I don't know if that's that true or not. That would be cool, but the article I read specifically said it was based off the cartoon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's yeah, so that kills it. Yeah. Unless. They're lying. No, I was going to no. say, unless they're going to use Hercules as both the same actor. Oh, okay. Maybe. I don't uh, know. That could work. It's possible, but yeah. I don't think they're going to have uh, the champion of cunt talking <laughs> be the lead to a Disney animated movie. Yeah. As a live action, obviously. Right. And that was another funny thing about our conversation was yeah. we were joking about <laughs> because it was Guy Ritchie who likes to have the word cunt in his movies. Yes. We were joking about whether or not we would hear Hercules say cunt. Yeah. And my God. <laughs> of all people. <laughs> the irony yeah. of this guy becoming Hercules for the MCU. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I was, I'm excited. I think it's a great yeah. casting. He looks great. What they showed us. Yeah. Very I thought traditional. It was an, an, a surprising choice to me, but I was like, yeah, I'm interested. Like, not, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have thought of it, but now that they've presented it, I'm like, I, I'm a, I agree. Yeah. I would not have thought of it, but it's perfect. You know, he's, he's shown that he's got the acting ability mm-hmm. with Ted Lasso. Yeah. But at the same time, he's probably considered new enough that they didn't have to spend a lot to get him. Right. Uh, Ted Lasso's ending with yep. season three coming up, so we know he's not going to really be doing that show. Mm-hmm. So he'll have a free schedule. Yes. So it it makes sense that the the chess pieces work for bringing him in. Yep. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where they go with that because there's like whole like sections of the comics where Hercules and Thor are. Either. I mean, let's be honest. It's going to be a Batman versus Superman thing, right? It's yes. going to be like yeah. their enemies because the implication is Zeus wants him to hunt down Thor. Yeah. Which we even saw in the movie. Thor say, Thor says, we just killed Zeus. Yeah. People. People will are going to want to kill they us. Will, they will be coming for us at some yeah. point. So, like, of course we're going to get Hercules versus Thor. Mm-hmm. At, whether it's the next Thor movie, whether it's, like, intricate to other movies where they all tie together i don't know yeah. but like we are going to get them as enemies and then obviously the whatever They'll dumb yeah. moment happens where they have to work together yep uh and then it's gonna turn hercules from heel to face, face. <laughs> i think it was it toe yeah i was like for to toe what? <laughs> 
face. Yeah. I have to assume we'll be seeing Beta Ray Bill in the next Thor movie. Like, yeah. you know, it seems like they've been adding the next character associated with Thor every movie. Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, I was surprised we never saw him in this movie. I, I was really expecting that to be at least a, a tease to his existence. Which I guess we got in Ragnarok. Yeah, with, with the, his, like, the, head the, on the, the tower. champions. Yeah. yeah, we also saw Ares, so... Yeah, that's true. I don't know, maybe he'll tie into the situation with Hercules and Thor having to... Good point. I don't know. What would be really clever to kind of, like, tie everything up in a bow is his backstory is he was a genetically altered alien. So what if they did, like, a... He's... Something that was from the same place that Rocket was experimented on. And okay. like maybe in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 we see a end credit scene of him coming out of a chamber. The tease, like the, his existence yeah. and then, I don't know. That's an interesting idea. And then that way they can go into the whole Beta Ray Bill. His whole storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one that kind of worries me they won't use him is the fact that Love has Stormbreaker. Yeah. Which is what he ends up using. Mm-hmm. You know, in the comics, it was Odin made him his own weapon, which was Stormbreaker. Yeah. And this, Thor made it to kill Thanos. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he could just get his own new weapon. Maybe they'll make, cha- it even, they'll make a third weapon? Maybe. I mean, they're just fucking changing shit all left and right now, so. <laughs> Might as well. They invented a whole new character. Might as well invent a weapon. Yeah. I guess that's why I was surprised they, they invented a character when they still haven't used someone as big as Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. I guess he's not a, a young little girl. Yeah. He also probably requires CGI and she doesn't. I mean, she does with like the, whatever her fucking powers or whatever, but mm-hmm. like her general body and face is human. So he, he's he got like, what is it, like a horse face or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. A horse face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's got... Dick-sucking lips. He's got features that (laughs) would be difficult to do with practical effects. Yeah, just like Gore's nose. Yeah. Is it time for our final report? Well, we got one more. Oh, Oh, okay, right. That was the mid, we got our end. Okay, right. Uh, So then with our our end credit, we get from our dying Jane Foster, Mm -hmm. Mighty Thor... We see her sense of Valhalla. She's at the gates of Valhalla. And she sees Heimdall. Heimdall yeah. shows up. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised to see him in this, but I guess it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I was kind of hoping we would have got, because obviously we didn't get Loki. I guess we got him through the Zeus scene with the tattoos on yeah. on Thor's back. Yeah. Rest in whatever the hell it was. It wasn't peace. Or it wasn't. It wasn't peace. It was uh, what something tied to his like being a trickster. Oh, okay. Rest in tricks or something. Oh, okay. I didn't. Or maybe it was like tricks are for kids. I don't know. I don't think that's it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. That was a nice little thing that they had, you know. Yeah. For his character to like remember Loki. Mm-hmm. Thinking he's dead. Yeah. Um. I was kind of hoping we'd see Loki in Valhalla. Yeah. You know. Well. In the in this is a scene we got, so I was like, oh, they should have Loki in this. Yeah. If they're not going to have him in the actual movie, given what they're doing. Yeah. Because I thought that would have been perfect. Because they kind of established that if you die fighting in battle as an Asgardian, you mm-hmm. go to Valhalla. Yeah. Okay. There should be multiple Lokis. <laughs> so if Jane Foster died, 
which I guess you could argue she didn't die in battle. She well. died after battle. So if you don't count how she died as battle, you could argue she died fighting, wait for it, cancer. Yeah, it was a battle. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like symbolically, you could argue she died fighting cancer. Yeah. As an Asgardian, and that's why she went to Valhalla versus yeah. her fighting Gore. Yeah, that's true. Because she wasn't fighting when she died, but um, which also contradicts the whole the whole thing Lady that Thor Sith says thing. earlier. Yeah, it's like, but I, I feel like he only said that to her because he was like, "No, you have like he was con- convincing her to go." Basically, I don't think that was a real. It just I don't know. I that scene would have been so much better because like first off, we got her back. Yeah. After she wasn't in anything. Yeah. For a long time. And then it's such a like ridiculously over the top like humor tone to like her being like, I'm gonna go to Valhalla. Yeah. Oh, actually, you have to die in battle. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. It's just like, come on. This is it was not the character we've seen. Like, she's not this comedic. Right. Like, it just, it doesn't work for her. That's fair. Um, anyways. Back to... <laughs> Just you know, that's how I feel about the comedy. This it, it was too much. Yeah. At times. So yeah, that's why she should be in Valhalla, right? Yeah. Is she either fought cancer or she fought gore, whatever you yeah. want to consider. It. Either or. Uh, but Loki would have been perfect for this because mm-hmm. he also died fighting. By the same argument, he mm-hmm. fought Thanos when he died. Yes. He's an Asgardian. Mm-hmm. So by that logic, he should be in Valhalla. Yeah. Because he was technically good too. But either way, he was. I mean... By the definition, you just have to be an Asgardian who died in battle. You don't have to be good or bad. And he very well could be there. It's just he wasn't waiting for her to show up, like Heimdall. And if your argument is, well, he's not Asgardian, he's a frost giant, well, guess what? Jane Foster was human. Yeah. And they called her Asgardian after she became Thor. Yeah. So, by that logic, Loki becoming whatever the fuck... He's Asgardian enough. He's Asgardian. Yeah. The check marks are there. Yeah. Exactly. So it would have been fun to have him as like a, a cameo. Yeah. So we still have him tied to th- being in a Thor movie. Yeah. That's true. But I can see why we wouldn't see him. Because it wouldn't make sense for him to just be like standing around by the entrance. Well, yeah. But well, Hemdall, is it? Yeah. Hemdall would be? Why? Well, because he was always like the guardian of the Bifrost. So it would make sense. There's no Bifrost, is there? I mean, it's the entrance. So he's... Probably just, like, taking on the same role in Valhalla, I'm guessing. He's just a guy that can't retire? Yeah. He's like, I'm, I have to, have to work. I have to keep yeah. working, even in death. But is it also death, though? Yeah. Because they've kind of established, like, in Moon Knight that you can come back from the afterlife. So in this, I feel like it's kind of implied that, like, she is technically dead, but she could come back in whatever capacity they decide works True. to bring her back, right? I don't know. That's a know. good point. We don't know the rules of of death, I guess, in the MCU. But we do know Moon Knight brought back, uh, whatever his, Mark whichever Spectre. personality he was. Yeah, one of the three. <laughs> Mark, Mark, Steve. Mark Steve, and... Whatever the other one was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways. It, so it was like a fun little thing for Idris Elba to, to pop up. But I would yeah. have really loved to see Loki. Because... He would theoretically be there because the Loki we know in the show is the one before Endgame. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not the same one. Right. So, it theoretically could be there and then still exist in his show. Anyways, that's that for that. 
You're not passionate about it, though. I, I just... <laughs> the show really got me on a Loki train. I don't know. Yeah. You probably didn't know. I'm pretty low-key about it. No. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our final report. Yes. And then we'll talk a little bit more about uh, some stuff, maybe, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, to start us off for our final report, we have the anus, which is something that we found really shitty or we hated. Um, for me, I didn't really hate most things about this movie, so the only thing I could really think of is that I really hated the appearance of Thor's armor when he did his, like, peacocking armor. It didn't look good. I hated it. And I'm glad that it... This is one aspect I think I liked that it was just a joke for, like, a moment of the movie. Yeah. Because when we saw that in the trailer, I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, we need need another new armor set, and this one is, like, kind of outrageous. It reminded me of, like, Ocean Master. (laughs) (laughs) Call me Ocean Thor. (laughs) Yeah, that was the only thing I could really think of that I hated. So that's that's what I you got be from Thor me. Master. Ew. <laughs> what? What's that exercise? Thigh master. Thigh master. Yeah, that's what I thought of. Thor Masters, arch nemesis. <laughs> also, somebody who's just sore. Susan Sarandon. <laughs> Thor the, Master. The Thigh Master. <laughs> that's that was it, right? Susan Sarandon. She the the one that had the Thigh Wasn't Master. Wasn't it Jane Fonda? Uh, maybe there was multiple people who did it. I don't know. Were they both also the, mentioned in this it movie? It was whoever it was was the mom in Step by Step. Nope. Doesn't help me. Step by step. Step by step. Something, something. Ooh. All right. Back to the, back to the <laughs> contents of Thor. So, yeah, I, I'm glad he didn't have that more than a comedic... Suzanne Summers. Who what I say? Su- Susan Sarandon. Su- I had the S's. The S's were there. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. What's the anus for you? <laughs> I think it's obvious it's the fucking children. Yeah. The children were the dumbest plot point in this movie, and I think I I don't know. I it I just, it just it didn't need to exist. It just didn't need to exist. Okay. And it didn't do it for me enough that I can justify the children being little mini Thors, or just all together. All, all of it. Just being them in being the kidnapped movie. as as <laughs> the plot point is to get Thor made no sense because, again, we're supposed to believe that he cares so much about his child who died that he wants to kill all the gods. But then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go kidnap children and and risk their lives." Mm-hmm. Because you figure he's going to have to go through with killing them if he doesn't get what he wants. That's a good or point. Or else he's, just, he's a fucking, I think we're supposed he's a to, fake, he's a coward. I have to assume we're supposed to believe this is just, it's supposed to illustrate how much the sword has overtaken his actual person. But then that takes away from the character development that he lost his daughter. Okay. To me, it's one or the other. Which is it? Is it the sword controlling him? Or is it... He's just pissed off with the world. I think that the loss of his daughter made him stab the first god. And then the sword took over. And it's using those emotions and kind of making him be worse than well, he would have been. Either way. And it doesn't matter. The children's yeah. scene was shit and they okay. didn't need to exist. Yeah, I'm not trying to convince you to keep the children. <laughs> I'm not going to. Okay. I will not be paying any Asgard child support. I will be doing nothing. Okay. Okay. So, fuck um, your ice cream. You're never getting ice cream. 
You see that Infinity Cones ice cream yeah. shop? Yeah. yeah. You're not getting any of those scoops. Oh, okay. As far as I'm concerned, you're all dusted. Okay. <laughs> you're going to go find the Infinity Stones again just to yeah, get rid of the kids? Yeah, just to dust the Asgardian kids from eating ice cream. Yeah. Fuck okay. Them. Moving on to the appendix. What we found unnecessary or possibly a missed opportunity. Um, for me, I really think Omnipotent City, we got like a small taste and I think it was a missed opportunity to see a little bit more. I think it, we could have seen more from it and it would have been more impactful as far as like the different, a range of different gods or interacting with anybody else like besides their, Zeus. Like their role in the, in the MCU or? Yeah, just in general, like all we really interacted with was like all we got was Zeus. There were a few other ones that existed, mm-hmm. but like there was nothing else that yeah, actually I think we happened. might have seen Athena in the crowd or something. Yeah, I think there was Athena and I think there might have been Artemis, but it doesn't, we, nobody was interacted with, mm-hmm. you know, and that I wanted more from that. But that's just me because I thought it was going to be really cool. And then it was just that. I mean, half of the gods felt like they were just supposed to be joke characters. Yeah. You know, like even Korg's god was like sitting on a throne of scissors, you yeah. know, like playing off of the joke and yeah. Like, yeah, that's great. But yeah. So how about you? Uh, for me, missed opportunity, I think was, uh, Gore's motivations and, and like his origin, I guess. Yeah. Making the character feel like he like has more, even his moments felt like there was too much comedy and and put into those mm-hmm. moments when it's like he's supposed to be suffering and in pain and hate all this hates because of that. Yeah. And then like we still get like weird puppet. Yeah. Scenes and stuff like that and. Yeah. Yeah, it just seemed like a little missed opportunity for the character. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the design. We didn't really even talk about the design of Gore. True. It was very mild. It, I mean, he was just a human, essentially, yeah. with white skin and yeah. tattoos. Yeah. And he looked like, you know, he, he looked to me like he was Steve Rogers before taking the super soldier serum to become Drax. Crossed with Voldemort. <laughs> well, no, not even, right? Because he doesn't, he, he has a nose in this. No, I just mean, like, in the, like baby form where he's like a skeletal creature yes obviously my i think that they might have specifically avoided doing the nose area uh, because w- of Voldemort, like you said Taika Waititi even said that he, oh, he, did. he okay. didn't want to have it resemble too much of Voldemort okay because of the the same similarities mm-hmm. of the character yeah and I don't know which one came first but Probably Voldemort did. I don't know. I don't know when I'm Gore was. Gore I honestly did. don't know when Gore was created. It might not have been that long ago. But I mean, they've done so much with characters in CGI. Like they could have easily done this character. Yeah. The nose was not an issue. You yeah. could have done some form of designing yeah. Gore to look more menacing, giving him sharp teeth or something. Yeah. CGI his mouth a little bit more. Yeah. Or just you know take his nose out. You know, it, I don't know. It, they could have done it. Yeah. They could have done it. They just didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And I think that sucked. Okay. So yeah, missed opportunity on the character design. Missed opportunity on the the backstory. Backstory. Yeah. Like, it just didn't really work for me. Okay. All right. Um. How about the muscle? This is what we felt were the strong and or weak points. Um. For me, I think that the strong point was the relationship with Jane and Thor. I think they really did pick up where they left off. And we got, mm-hmm. there wasn't any 
weirdness from them being broken up for years and years. Well, there was. I mean, yes, but, but it wasn't like... It didn't intrude on... There was still chemistry, though, is yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. There wasn't any, like, real-life awkwardness, where mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. By the way, yeah. Um, I'm just going to say it. 100% she broke up with him. Yeah. She left him. Okay. Because in the movie... There's this back and forth about who yeah. broke with who, and she argues he left her, mm-hmm. and he argues she left him. Mm-hmm. But by the facts, let's just stick to the facts, mm-hmm. okay? She says, I left you a note when I left, okay? She, she left, and, and there was a note there for him mm-hmm. that she was leaving, okay? Mm-hmm. And her argument was, well, you're the one who left me because you weren't there when I left the note. Oh, a guy can't go... To work or go to the store. Yeah. He's gonna come back to the damn house. Yeah. She left him. Okay. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. It really annoys me that she tried to act like well, he on, was the one who, based who on walked their, out on like, that relationship. little recap of what happened in their relationship in that time, it seems like they both kind of drifted apart because they were scared of... Because well, he... I mean, he was kind of getting scared because essentially he was going to watch her die mm-hmm. and like that's kind of a heavy tack on on top of him losing well i guess at the time just his parents mm-hmm. and i guess loki a couple times yeah <laughs> a couple times not the third time yeah <laughs> not yet yeah um so like he has these like reasons why he would be scared to lose her right mm-hmm. and like that would probably be like a huge impact on him if he yeah. really loved her and so like that was kind of a a a smart way of building his character and like the arc he's had where he's had all of this loss mm-hmm. and, and, and his struggle with dealing with that. True. Right. It's his way of kind of defending himself, shielding himself from losing something else. Yeah. But again, she left him, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Arguably, I would say you're probably right because she's the one that wrote the letter. See? The facts are there. Yeah. But if he had been, like, gone for a month and they weren't in communication, then... What if he, what if he went to the store and he got kidnapped by somebody, <laughs> some supervillain, and he's been, like, held hostage for a month? Yeah. Like, oh, Maybe. okay. I'm the asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so what's the muscle for you? For me, I think the strongest point of this was the relationship uh, between... Thor, and not just Jane. Jane mm-hmm. and Thor had a great one. I but I think also Mjolnir to an extent. Like I think it's it true. really highlighted their relationship mm-hmm. in this movie. And you know they give us those gags of like Stormbreaker being the jealous mm-hmm. uh, current girlfriend, and, yeah. and Mjolnir being like the ex that yeah. you still have feelings for. But yeah. like I, I feel like that was also a little overdone. But uh, those were playful moments. But I think like it really did show how strong of a just the character arc for Thor in general was so damn good I don't think people understand in my opinion I think he's probably the best character arc we've gotten in the MCU I think he's better than Scarlet Witch I think he's better than Iron Man I think he's just so damn good he's had so much loss yeah and his character has come so far in dealing with all that shit like you know Fat Thor from Endgame. Mm-hmm. People think that was just like a, a throwaway joke to make a character fat, but mm-hmm. like in a way, like that was him dealing with depression and the loss of 
all these family members. I'm sure Loki was the biggest impact on that, mm-hmm. knowing that he killed Thanos, which was the only way to get everybody back in his head. He fucked that up. Like mm-hmm. it's, I think, what they did with this continued that whole arc for this character, and I think it within something that was so chaotic as far as needing the humor and like not really knowing where it was as a story. Mm-hmm. I think they we still saw. Thor grow and develop in a strong way mm-hmm. throughout this movie. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, even going from the beginning of the movie where it's essentially like he's like lost in the world. He doesn't know what his purpose is anymore. Yeah. He's not the God of Thunder. He's just somebody roaming the planets and yeah. doesn't know what to do with his life. He's essentially, I don't know if you call it midlife crisis or if it's like, he just got out of high school and now he doesn't know what to do with his life. Like, yeah. I, don't, like I don't know where you would, or college or whatever you want to yeah. call it. I, I don't know where in the lifespan it is, but like it's clearly him not knowing what's next for him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, weak points. I don't know. Like, character uses, I guess. I feel like they could have done better with Valkyrie, Korg. Um, I was kind of surprised we didn't see, what's his name? What was the other, that the bug? Mick. Mick. Mick? Yeah. It's Mick? Yeah. Because okay. he says Meek. Mick, is it Mick or Mink? It might be Meek. Meek. He pronounces it Meek. Okay. I assumed it was Mick. The but it's bug Meek. guy. Yeah. From Ragnarok. Yeah. Who we thought was dead. But he's like, oh, no, he's alive. Yeah. Um, We saw him like once. Yeah. When one he was scene. like drawing on the whiteboard. <laughs> and I was kind of like surprised we didn't get more of that character. I thought it would have been fun to see that character. There was even like, if you remember, stills of. That character is supposedly in like an exosuit back in the day. Oh, yeah. Like it controlled like a robot body, which I guess it did do. It was in a suit though in this movie. But I thought that would have been fun to see that character have some kind of fighting scene. Yeah. It would have. But so I, I think like they, they missed opportunities with some of these characters. That's probably my weak point. Okay. All right. And the heart, what we love the most or really enjoyed. Um, for me, even though obviously it went a little too far for you in some cases, I always really enjoy the humor. Taika Waititi is fucking hilarious, and I think I laughed every single time. Even whenever I knew it was like, yeah, it's probably more than they needed to do, but it still cracked me up. <laughs> and there was times like that, too, where I was like, yeah, this was, like, I get the joke. It's relatively funny, but, like, yeah. we already got this one five times. Yeah. Like, let's... I don't know, it just... Some moments, some moments didn't really work for me. Okay. Like, for example, the scene where they're uh, Jane and Thor are talking on the boat. Yeah. And the you see in the sky or space the mm-hmm. dolphins or whatever. Yeah, space dolphins. Space dolphins and stuff, mm-hmm. and like they're having this like intimate conversation about like their relationship and stuff, and then they just cut over to Valkyrie and Korg doing karaoke. It's just like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, I get it's supposed to be like that random, yeah. like shock. Yeah. That this, like the shock of the, how random and out of nowhere this is, but like, it just, it didn't work for me. Yeah. Um, and on that note, actually for the, the dolphin thing, mm-hmm. another thing we didn't get Taiko Atiti at one point said, we're getting space sharks in this movie. Oh. Which are a thing in the comics. They're like creatures that essentially are sharks in space and mm-hmm. they eat whatever the fuck. You know, they're just like sharks. Yeah. 
Um, we didn't get that. That's rude. So I thought, you know, if you want to throw humor in there, I have a good concept for you, Taika. <laughs> Why didn't you use those dolphins to do the intimate moment between them? I don't remember what the whole story was behind the dolphins, but it was like something about their love. Yeah, representing they their made love for life and packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they like commit that. forever or whatever, yeah. right? And then you could have had when Jane turns around and mm-hmm. is no longer looking at the dolphin. Yeah. You could have had a, one of the space sharks come out of nowhere and eat one of the dolphins. Yeah. And then <laughs> Thor could have made some kind of like comedic reaction, like, yeah. you know, yeah. like, like, didn't expect that or whatever. Yeah. But like not say anything. Yeah. And then, like, so the audience can see, like, well, that failed miserably, but, like, Jane doesn't see that. I don't know. It just... Yeah. I wanted my space shark. I'm sorry. (laughs) Was it, like, the longer you got into the movie and there was no space sharks? Yeah. I'm not kidding you. I I, I kept sitting there and I'm like, oh, cool, we got these space dolphins. That means we're getting a space shark. Yeah. And I'm, like, licking my lips behind a tree. (laughs) And it never happened. It just never happened. But he said it was going to happen. A long time ago. There's there's like tweets and articles about him talking about how there's going to be Space Shark. All right. Sorry. So that was your heart? Yes. Was me wanting Space Sharks? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Didn't you say your heart? No, I don't know if I did. Did I? I don't remember. I was talking about the heart was the comedy for me. <laughs> oh, right. So what was the heart for you? <laughs> Oh, right. And then I went into how it, it didn't work for me. Yes. And then I gave that example. Yeah. And then I gave an example of how it could have been funny. Yeah. In that moment. Okay. So what was, what was so your heart? You just, you're derailing me. Right? Oh, you know? I'm derailing you? You're derailing me. Okay. Uh, my heart, I would say, for this movie was... I kind of want to go with like just Thor's character arc in general still. Like I, I know I've already kind of covered that, but I just... I love his character so goddamn much. Mm-hmm. I feel like... He's underappreciated as what they've done to grow the character. Not just because the first movies were considered not good. It's just like the character himself has has gone through so much and changed so much. And you see, you know, he's a fucking god. He's the most powerful thing we're seeing fighting these aliens and creatures and shit, right? Yeah. He's still subject to depression. Yeah. He's still has weaknesses that anybody can relate to yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. And I think that's brilliant. Yeah. That they did that. That makes sense. I agree. He's like a butter Spider-Man. Wow. It's big words coming from well, you. Spider-Man in the MCU. Okay. <laughs> All right. Last up, we've got the brain. Uh, or some uh, really clever or smart things and or dumb things about this movie. Um, there was a lot of smart things, but the main thing I thought of was the dumb thing is the issue with Mjolnir. And if it can make you a superhuman or make you an Asgardian, I don't see why it can't just cure the cancer. <laughs> that that bothers me. That's probably something from the comics, too. I can't really fight that scenario, but I think that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think some clever moments in this movie were the way that they kind of built further opportunities for not not just for thor but like the mcu with like zeus and hercules and stuff i think that it was really clever how they introduced that as like kind of like a throwaway thing but then the implications of that are a lot bigger you know and it ties in just because we don't really see like 
direct ties, but like seeing celestials and stuff. Like it, it kind of gives us a little bit more of a picture of the connections between everything. So mm-hmm. I thought it was clever how they use that to kind of guide everybody to where this could all go. Yeah. With stuff they've already done. Um, the dumb moment for me, I feel like, I know we kind of talked about it, but to me, like, Stormbreaker being the key just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And I just, I hate it. Um, also, I feel like they used that whole Stormbreaker jealousy thing a little too much as well. Okay. For the joke. I agree with you on that one. That one was... Like, the first time was great. Second mm-hmm. time, I'm like, okay, but like, uh, you're done. You're yeah. done. Okay, you're done. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I understand. I don't know. I guess for me, it was, it, I didn't like that. I didn't like that they gave them, like, in a way, personalities. Yeah. Like, they were imp- the idea that, like, Stormbreaker is just floating around just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> like, on its own. Yeah. It just, no, like, he can, actually, he can't even do that with Stormbreaker, can he? Yeah, I guess he can, and this yeah, he, he can. can. But could he do it in Ragnarok and, or no, not Ragnarok. Could he do it in Infinity War? I think so. Could he, like, call yeah. Stormbreaker? Yeah. Because I thought that was only a, a Mjolnir thing. No. Was... Okay. Yeah. Well. Pretty sure. Anyway. Yeah. I guess another thing I think was clever in this, too, was, if I can go and get another question. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Giving him uh, Mjolnir back. Yeah. Because, like, now he's back with that's true he with does his get, hammer yeah given the events that jane has passed on to valhalla mm-hmm. uh and his new niece it's like he's like the dad role but she calls him uncle thor yeah um then they, I, we didn't really even talk about this really yeah. all that much so it's weird <laughs> um so she has stormbreaker yes so uh okay i, I yeah. mean as far as i'm aware that's a new character Yes, right. That like love she, is not. She's in the a new comics. character, yeah. and like I get the whole representation that she's supposed to represent his love and for Jane and vice versa. And yeah, and she's that got was powers. really cool. I liked that, but like, I guess I'm just confused on what her role going forward because she seems like she's gonna be really fucking powerful. Yeah, if she's like got the powers of eternity, it seems like mm-hmm. I, I feels like you might be like an overpowered character that could be problematic for yeah storytelling. Yeah, um, and then she's got this axe that's like the same height as her essentially yeah and she can carry it no problem yeah and also she like thor is like oh where's mjolnir and she's like oh it's under the whatever and so does that imply that she can pick it up and move it because she drew all over it that's a good well you don't have to have picked it up to draw on it but yeah that is a good point she had to put it there because he yeah. didn't know where it was. Because she, because it's like covered in a blanket like okay a that's a good point so maybe because she's I don't see. They're yeah. just throwing like there's weird stuff. Going everyone's on there. at an, an Oprah recording, and they've got stuff uh, under their chairs. worthiness all under their seats. <laughs> worthiness, you get worthiness. You get worthiness. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that brings up you. You made a good point there. Yeah. So I guess she's also worthy. See, I took it that she wasn't able to use. The hammer, and that's why she had Stormbreaker. That's what I thought too. But then, but whenever, that brings up a good point. Whenever he's like, "Well, really where is point. it?" and she's like, "Oh, it's here." So that implies that she put it there. Otherwise, he would have known where it was. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Fuck. So that's kind of problematic. The only thing is, like, maybe her powers from Eternity override the worthiness thing because she's clearly very powerful when she like ruins yeah. the pan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, 
I don't know. Super weird. It'll be interesting what they do with that character. I'm assuming it's going to be like a Young Avengers type thing. But yeah, maybe. I, I'm also curious what they're going to do with Thor. Is he just going to be like a dad role now? Is he going to be like less of a front runner and he's more of a like supporting mentor. character yeah. mentor? Or like, well, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Thor. Yeah. I know Chris Hemsworth has said he like, he'll do it as much as he can. But. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So that's a, the, the ending was a little odd to me. Like, I just, I'm not really sure where they're going to go with it, but Yeah, overall, I, I mean, I think it. it's, we've talked about this too, I feel like. We've talked about the idea of, like, will they ever have a new character? Yeah. That's not in the comics that they've created okay. for the and MCU. so that answers your so question. So I guess this answers that question. Yeah. Yes, they, they, they are doing that. Yeah. Unless you consider it Eternity, because that character does exist. But it's really just made from Eternity, but it's not the character Eternity. Right. Well, I, I mean, I think that might be it. Uh, is there anything else you have to talk about? I might have one more thing. But is there anything you have? I don't think so. I think I've covered almost everything that I had to discuss on this one. Okay. Mine isn't so much about Thor, Love and Thunder itself, but I guess kind of like more about the future. So we kind of talked about it a little bit, but do we see that playing if? a further role like it can come back or is it completely dead is this gonna lead into are we gonna see the symbiotes be a bigger role will they ever happen probably not is that since that's a sony kind of limitation yeah that's a good question i kind of wonder if the sword being destroyed um if it means that the all black like that all black is gone or if it just means that that being has moved into some other like form of consciousness like could take over someone's body or whatever like if that could become null yeah that's what i'm wondering that, if, that's an option i would think because we haven't seen null yet and i feel like that could be a viable big villain potentially yeah it just my concern is that's all tied to spider-man i mean it's tied yeah. to venom but indirectly because of that it's tied to spider-man that's true so even Null has i like, feel like sony has the final say in whether they can do all of that stuff and they're not gonna in my head they're not gonna do that unless they have spider-man involved so maybe we'll see that if they all play well together for a big event thing but i don't know i just feel like that's not gonna happen because we haven't even gotten Venom yet. we got to get Venom before we even worry about Null. Yeah. In my head. That's true. But it could be a sign of the ability... It comes at the same time as we just saw a little piece of Venom left in the MCU. That's true. So, that's true. And like that's probably going to lead into Spider-Man getting his black suit and then shifting to Venom at some point. And mm-hmm. then that, you know, I know that there was talks that their, their next trilogy is going to be its own arc or whatever so it's probably going to be venom is their Mm -hmm. flow for that trilogy i would assume Mm -hmm. it's probably gonna be him in college and tackle the the more adult peter parker okay fingers crossed yeah i know every single time it's stuck in high school (laughs) yeah well it's funny because we finished no way home with him leaving high school yeah okay and then they announced a animated series for Disney Plus where he's. Oh, that's not a very good drum roll. I don't <laughs> it's know like what that drums was. Drums and a trumpet. I, it's a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> I guess a first official trumpet. Yeah. Um, 
we get a, a cartoon where he's a freshman in high school again. So we're starting over again. And it's, you know, it's yeah. it's MCU canon because it's for Disney Plus and it's going to be the uh, time before the movies. Okay. But, like, you but already like, know. Why do we need that? No one cares. You can, like, force There's it. There's no impact of anything that happens because you already know where he ends up. Yeah. So, anyways, okay. whatever. It's, whatever. It's a thing. Okay. It's, it's a different story. Let's yeah. move on. So... <laughs> Back to this. That annoys me, but yeah. whatever. We'll see what happens <laughs> when Sony wants to do another live action movie. Yeah. We'll get transitioning into the Venom stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna ever see the the symbiote side of that in the MCU beyond just Spider Man's suit, I think. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Uh anything else we wanted to discuss? Nope. I don't think so. We're good? I think so. Okay. Well, let's give our final, final rating. Okay. Let's finish our report with our grade, if you will. Yes. All right. So, for anyone unfamiliar, here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're DTF. DTF. It's pretty decent. Hence dissecting this fiction yeah <laughs> all right um you go first what was what's your final grade rating on this film the um, newest entry in the mcu for love and thunder for me it was a dissected really i really liked it even with all the problems you had you could still say you're yeah done. most of the problems i mean i'm I not ha- saying you're wrong it's <laughs> obviously your choice i just that's shocking to me i well, so like people most, are like okay, so you're not gonna dissect it. <laughs> most of the problems I had, I felt were minor and didn't affect my ability to enjoy it. Okay, they were like when you're when you're scoring, like specifically an MCU movie. Yeah. are you basing it off of just how enjoyable the movie is, or are you like more of a technical level of like the story flow, the the way it was filmed like um, what, how do you balance so your rating not, not that i'm trying to say not being a film professional right or wrong <laughs> i'm not being very technical with my rating i'm saying that i really enjoyed it i loved it okay. i i would watch it again multiple times and so to me i feel like that's okay. to dissect it i mean yeah I, I agree with you i could watch this again okay. i'm not saying okay I, I know it probably sounds like i really hated this movie <laughs> uh you're like it's a burn it <laughs> If I could burn it, I wouldn't. That's a waste of my fucking time. <laughs> no, um, for me, it's a slice. It it's right down the middle. Okay. Um, as much as I I thought there was too much humor that took away from what this movie could be, because for me it's like we saw Jojo Rabbit mm-hmm. in that movie. Taika Waititi nailed the balance between the comedy and the touching storytelling Mm -hmm. and i think that i expected a jojo rabbit in the mcu and we didn't get we got dumb and dumber okay i wouldn't go quite that far i'm not saying that's bad dumb and dumber is a great movie okay Okay, you want to say ace ventura would that make it better probably all righty then That was that was just that was spontaneous. Okay. I didn't plan that. I swear. <laughs> I was like, it seems like you planned it. I was like, this is oh, why am I not using this? <laughs> and at least that movie had a shark in it. May not have been a space one, but it had a shark in it. Yeah. So you know, it, it just it, it's crazy to me that we saw 
Jojo Rabbit have such great use of of humor and and serious tone. Mm-hmm. And then this movie we get just over the top jokes left and right. And I guess you could argue they're different like audiences, but like I don't know. I I feel like if you're a Taika Waititi fan, you're going to any movie he makes. That's probably fair. <laughs> so I don't know, but I guess it's the general audience probably isn't going to see Jojo Rabbit. I don't know. It just yeah, that's also fair. It, I, it's hard for me just not to compare yeah. the quality between I these two. I was not expecting a Jojo Rabbit from this film because I was expecting like of what we do in the shadows and like that kind of stuff. But even that. But they're like random, off the wall humor, like yeah, unnecessary, okay. awkward, okay. and weird. And so I, that's how I feel. Okay. That's why I like this so much because it was so fucking weird at some points where I was like, what the fuck? But it was, you know, it was just mm-hmm. so random. I think that he really just kind of let loose with his humor. And think about like this too. This is just what we got in the movie. Yeah. Just think about all the shit that was cut out. How many jokes there had to have been. Yeah. And this was deemed the best. Yeah. <laughs> which I guess is subjective because, you know, he might have thought, oh, this one doesn't work. And then I yeah. might have thought it was hilarious if yeah. I ever saw that. You exactly. Know? So, I don't know. But, um, acting was great. I think the relationships worked really well between Thor and Jane. Gore was a, a, a great acted character by Christian Bale. I just really wish they did something more with the character himself. Yeah. And so, it's hard for me to give this a higher score, even though I enjoy it and I go, and I could laugh at the moments in this mm-hmm. and I could appreciate things that were good. It's, to me, they really dropped the ball with what this had the potential to be. Yeah. And I don't know if that's Marvel's fault. I don't know if that's Taika Waititi's fault. Like, I don't know. It just felt like this was one of those examples of a, not a dud, but just somebody missed the memo Yeah, making this movie on what they needed this to be. Gotcha. But is it fun and an overall good movie to watch with your family and friends? You know? Yeah, sure. But I don't think it really helps with the character of Gore being this big, powerful villain that we're supposed to believe in. Yeah, I can understand. I mean, there is definitely some issues with it, but I'm using it yeah. kind of like a purely, um, whatever the opposite of empirical is, subjective. I, I guess it's too like a question of like whether you know the comic stuff or you you know you care. I guess I you know there's levels of whether that stuff impacts your your yeah, enjoyment I, of this movie i guess yeah i can see how in, in some cases like you're more, if you're more familiar with the comic material or whatever then it makes something that's off the beaten path a little bit less enjoyable but in this mm. case i wasn't super familiar with anything i did read the mighty one of the mighty thor runs because it was on amazon like prime it was like on prime reading mm-hmm. whenever before this was coming out and that was kind of cool with with Jane Foster. With Jane Foster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I actually was kind of looking for that lately. I want to see if I could. It find might that still be on like there. The, I'll have to look and I'll. It was not you. on there. Like to see if I could find like the the bundle of the all the issues. I just yeah. kind of go check that out a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um. Yeah. So you dissect it. I slice it. Okay. You know, we're we're both giving it some attention. Yeah. Me more than you probably. Yeah. It's yeah. Just. <laughs> I don't at all mean I hated this movie. I just feel like it could have been so much more. I understand why you feel that way. But it is what it is. Indeed. That's it for our anatomy of Thor, Love and Thunder. 
For anybody who wants to uh, hear me say more about this, I wrote a Rotten Tomato review for Pop Culture Leftovers podcast on their website. So you can find that review at popcultureleftovers.com or you can find it through Rotten Tomatoes in the critics section. I should be one of the top ones on the list. That's basically it. Just wanted to plug that. But that's it for this episode. Yeah. Don't forget to uh, leave us a rating on whatever podcast service you're using. Don't forget to follow us on all the social media. So you got Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. You got uh, Instagram, Dissecting This Fiction. And we have Twitter at DTFpod. You can even uh, check out our website, DTFcast.com, or send us an email directly to DTFcast at gmail.com. Bye-bye.